Hello and welcome, friends, to the How to Be Unpopular podcast. We're hanging out with Rob G and Matt Ledoux uh, in Leon Basson's jam-packed house. <laughs> Skate check. <laughs> it's actually it's quite a large apartment that he has, and it's filled to the gills with rollerblading products. You yeah. should have seen it like two days ago, like when I just got it, like before I filled it up here. This is actually pretty clean. It was packed like up to like from the kitchen all the way to this table. So you can just like squeeze like on the side here. When you guys came in, that's how it was. Oh, yeah. No, I think I kind of organized it a bit. Yeah, you did. You then I was like, sorry for the mess. And then you expect a regular mess and you came here and you can actually even walk because it's too packed. <laughs> You're like going through hallways of boxes. It's a, it's a warehouse. Yeah, warehouse. yeah, it's a skate warehouse. It's a very not organized warehouse. Nice ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. We brought the boxes for the sound. Absorbs the sound well. Sound yes. absorption. Yeah. yeah. Absorbs the sounds of the city with boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the mysterious, mysterious boom. <laughs> the sonic boom. The sonic boom. <laughs> so just before we started, Matt showed me his uh his pro skate. Yeah. Hope that's not top secret. No, it's not. No, not it's not. I didn't know this was happening, so that was... No one knows, really. Pretty amazing. It's beautiful. It looks really good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. And thank you to you, Izzy, because they really listened to what I wanted, and they made it happen. It's pretty cool. It's about fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I have to skate USD. I always said, when Matt has a skate, I'll skate as pro model. Oh... <laughs> it's a nice looking skate it's a good yeah I'm really happy in how it turned out yeah and like I said I'm only I'm only happy when I think about it like people ask me oh, it's cool you have a pro skate I'm like yeah it's cool only if I think about it you know <laughs> when I when I drive my car and when I make love to my wife it's not it doesn't change anything doesn't in my life anything. only when I think about it yeah. you know even when I skate I just skate I don't think you know yeah that's a lot of things. Yeah. That's like, it must feel really good to have $3 million in the bank. Only when I think about it. Yeah, that's... Other than that, <laughs> food still tastes the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you feel down, you don't go like, I just, I don't have a pro skate. I feel good now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it would probably make it worse if you were feeling down and then you're just like, I should feel really happy because I have this pro skate and then just <laughs> obsess about it and... Yeah. And worship it. Yeah. It, it just feels good when you see a kid with your skate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that feels good. And then, you know, knowing that dreams are, are possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, creating is still possible. So that that's the result of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I cool. think it's I think it's just really cool coming from like I'm kind of a a Debbie Downer on the well, I look at the role biting industry as a bunch of bullshit. I don't really believe in it nothing like when i see like a like a like a team it doesn't have the effect it had on me when i was a kid and i would see these pictures of these usd usd ads with these people that i really really looked up to and i glorified them they were they were people i looked up to and now nothing really has that effect the the magic of it is kind of gone i love the activity of role biting that is has only gotten stronger but the magic of like 
what the big companies are doing has kind of lost it. But when I see someone like, like your name should have been on a skate a long time ago mm-hmm. and you should be, you should be, you should be promoted. Like that's exciting. You're a very exciting mm-hmm. role there. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a very exciting human being. Oh yeah. Very talented at a lot of things. And I've learned that on this trip with him. And it's pretty mind-blowing when you see the totality of what makes up a person, even beyond rollerblading. It's really awesome. Well, thank you, guys. (laughs) It is. No one knows. I didn't know a quarter of all the stuff that he does in life. And just finding out the movies that he works on, the stunts that he does, the things that he's a part of, being in video games, like... I was just blown away, like blown away. I had no idea. I felt, I almost felt bad for not knowing that he was doing all these things because <laughs> no one in rollerblading, I think, knows, you know. I mean, we're such a small bubble yeah. that we only know what's happening inside rollerblading or mostly just what we focus on. But finding out all of this stuff is like, just gave me a lot of respect for him as a person. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what makes him such a great... Yeah. Don't don't uh, no. We're talking about you right in front of you. <laughs> but, uh, that's great. That's what makes him such a good role player. Yeah. Is he's got all this experience and all these different things, parkour and being a stuntman. Mm-hmm. And it was really when he went off and he was doing parkour, and then he came back to role playing that yeah. it became something so special because it was like he combined those those two yeah. things and showed role playing in a light that people hadn't seen before. Yeah, and that was huge. For me. Like. <clears throat> took a break from it because I didn't find any joy after a point because I was always following trends and following people and I would see pros and I said okay this is the way this is how skating is going and I was following and when I took a break um, I grew into a man I would say you know learn about myself and about life and when I came back to it I just make it my own I wasn't following anyone anymore and I didn't even care of trying to follow someone didn't make sense I'm like I do what I love I don't need to be following someone that shows me what skating is because skating is not anything except for what you do of it what you make out of it exactly so and now I find joy in it again because I can totally express myself and of course some days I fall into this pitfall when you compare yourself and then you feel like shit and then you're like fuck why I'm doing it and then Mm -hmm. once you are able to let that go after so many years you learn about yourself to let go of that and then you can find joy again of doing anything even if it's the smallest thing especially at our age like me and Rob you know we're getting 31 30 yeah we're know. 31 yeah so Matt just turned 31 so it's nice. just had a birthday yeah happy so, birthday yeah finding ways to creating another way of skating because I can I don't feel like torn up like jumping down huge gaps and doing crazy stuff anymore but it's other ways other alleys to experience and to create and to evolve into different things so kind of paving the way for the older people to find their own way and enjoy you know yeah i think a lot of older skaters stop skating because because of that like i mean there's a lot of reason i think older yeah. skaters stop skating but that's definitely one of them you stop think you you're still in the comparison game and when you can't compare it to what's happening with youth or whatever. It's like hard to find joy in, uh, in what you used to do or what totally. you do do. And it lo- no longer becomes an honest 
yeah. expression of yourself. It becomes you're you're just doing something to to show that you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard, and we all go through that. It's kind of like the machine of rollerblading. Like all of us, a lot of us started just for fun. There was no cameras, and then cameras slowly got introduced, and it was still fun because we weren't caring too much about the camera. But then, then you started self consciousness became more and more of an issue, and then comparing, and then being in videos, and being in magazines, and it's a, you know, it's a cycle, and and a lot of people I think don't go through it all the way, go through the hard times that you go through with learning to sell something that you love, I guess, or, you know, because I think rollerblading was something that was our first love, like a real genuine love, you know, we're addicted to it, we loved it, it's all we thought about. So to go through something like that, as love being like, rollerblading being like a relationship, it's like tough. It's like a tough point, and a lot of people I don't think go all the way through it, you know, or learn how to keep changing and stay with what you enjoy. And how to make it fun for yourself. Yeah, that's a task. It that's, is. It's a real something task. that you have to constantly work at. Yeah. Because when you get to a certain age, if you're doing the same thing you've always done, it does get kind of boring and repetitive. Yeah. Like and it's up to you to find a way to make it joyful for yourself and if you can't then it's not worth doing but for a lot of us we know how joyful it can be to 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 be in that zone where you're loving what you're doing and it is honest and it's just like this is exactly what i want to do we i know how awesome that is so i'm continually i want to find it i want to keep finding it Mm -hmm. i want to I'm not going to give up even when I go through I go through times when skating's not that fun yeah, and it's like of course. you know everyone does skating's not easy it's not easy Just you can't just put on skates after 20 years and just I mean sometimes you can sometimes, yeah, sometimes it feels sometimes great to can. just put them on and roll and that's it it's that simple but sometimes you're looking for more and you can't find it Yeah. so then what do you do and there's so much that we can do with rollerblading but we're all very closed minded because we can, like, we can usually, we, we just copy other people's behavior, right? Yeah. Or we search for inspiration and influence from... Well, yeah. what it is, actually, is other people do things, and we like that, and that makes us feel good, so we want to do that, and that's why we copy in the first place, is because we're just really trying to do what we're seeing that makes us feel good. Right. But eventually, that loses its, uh, you know, loses whatever you get from that and then yeah. you're kind of empty but because you have to create it for yourself which can be very difficult very difficult it still is yeah it's still, always every difficult. day every time I never know when I go skating sometimes it's easy and I'm doing tricks I've never done before other times I'm struggling with one simple trick and then beating myself up in my head for it I think that's one thing that all rollerbladers do too we're all yeah. really extremely tough on ourselves <laughs> yeah and it's hard not to be and then when you step out of it it's like what I'm beating myself up because I can't jump on this thing in a certain body position and slide it yeah like yeah. who cares and just maybe go do something just, else what the yeah. fuck you know, what does this mean just... but in your own head it's very frustrating yeah so it's hard to look at it as a bigger thing and... yeah <laughs> yeah because it, yeah it is it's frustrating when you can't find that it's like it's like a fix it's like it is a fix it's like that moment like a fix yeah it's like that moment that you you want to happen and you love it when it happens 
how do you and and then it's constantly changing what's yeah. going to give you that feeling yeah you got to work at it you got to accept and some days it's as easy as maybe you didn't sleep the, that well the night before maybe you didn't eat anything maybe you needed to drink some water or something and for me I know that sometimes that was the case and I'm just like I can't even do a topsoil what's going on like and then you're you're starting to create all these negative reasons in your mind and it's just like this vicious cycle and none of those reasons are real and then maybe later you go yeah I probably should have just drank some water or something I was dehydrated or <laughs> it's something as simple as that sometimes yeah it's important to learn those lessons yeah. it's important to go through that and it teaches you so much about everything in life when you go through like why isn't it working why aren't why aren't I skating well and then this this happens in anything in life that that you're doing, whether it's your job or whether it's yeah. art or having sex or like any activity. It's like you can apply that getting through that, and mm-hmm. and you you learn not to beat yourself up. Yeah. that's a huge thing. Yeah. It's like it's the hardest one because that just compounds it and makes it so much worse and so much harder to get out of it. You don't you don't trust the frustration. You let, you learn to laugh at yourself. You have to learn to laugh yeah, at yourself. Yeah, laughing at yourself. That's great. <laughs> like, and you have to learn just not to those negative thoughts. Like, I've yeah. been there. Like, in in my early twenties, it was like, oh, I man. suck. I fucking yeah, suck at I this. I hate this. Yeah. Fuck this. And and then you, those negative you thoughts just keep rolling. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, some days you're not gonna be that good. Whatever. Yeah, just yeah. relax. Focus on the good. Or you yeah, know, go chill out. Go eat something. Yeah. Yeah. when you have high expectations of yourself it can really backfire yeah but and we usually do because that's what drives us to be good yeah at what we do yeah I switched that to having fun and joy instead of looking for beginning better I'm just not even looking for it but just my main focus is just to have joy it's like I have some some young kids or some teenager asking me like so how can I get that good like I want to learn how to be good I'm like well just have fun and the side effect will be that you get better it should never be the goal should never be to get better because at the end you lose yourself because once you get better all you want to do is get better and along the way you forget the main essence of it which is joy and fun and sharing and then you lose it it's like life well one day I'll get there one day you know how our society loop is no one knows that loop so it always coming back to the moment, present moment and just accepting that everything in the moment is perfect the way it is. So if one day you can't skate good, learning how to let it go and know that it doesn't mean anything about you, yeah, that's about who you are, it's totally meaningless. Yeah. You just, ah, today it's like this, whatever. And just chill or learn how you breathe better while you skate. You create games. Oh, I'm just going to do frontside and learn how to breathe slowly while I do front sides or whatever you can come up with yeah mm-hmm. you know wherever you can find joy yes. yeah yeah it's been it's been fun skating with Matthew for the last three weeks because we just instantly go into that joy <laughs> and since Matthew skates in such a different way I mean one of the reasons I wanted to come out and hang out with Matthew is because he skates so different and I wanted to put myself in an environment where I wasn't going to skate the normal way that I skate and so it, that's what I did and like I'm just basically like looking at him and what he's doing and movements and stuff and there's so much freedom in the way he moves and I wanted to play with that too so I started playing with that and so I was playing with that and I was like 
doing movements that I'm not used to and having fun doing because it's learning something new. Learning something new is fun, you know? You don't have expectations and then you do something new and you're like, oh, wow, you know, you get that feeling. And that would and, trigger something. And that would trigger like, oh. in something in him. Yeah. And then he'd go, oh, that just gave me an idea. <laughs> I'm like, sick. Like, yeah. nice, run with it, do it. And yeah. then I would try what he was trying and then we were just having this fun and I think people from our generation when we do get together and skate together it's like a time machine back to the 90s i feel like because you know we all started as groups just going out on the weekends taking buses to the schools without cameras just to go have hey let's take a bus to the school let's skate all day saturday let's go to taco bell halfway through come back and skate for more until Mm -hmm. actually until as long as our parents let us stay out you know (laughs) and uh so i think when you get together with people that have that kind of that have that same experience and energy you create that to you create that space together and it's mm. a lot more fun yeah. because it's um there's not a lot of people from i feel like our generation that are still like skating you know i mean there are a lot more now but that are that you can go out with like at any time because you know most people have work or they have a certain job or whatever yeah so it's been a real fun time with Matthew and anytime I can skate with someone from like my generation because I love creating that that fun play space sometimes it's competitive but it's a really competitive in a fun way I think a lot of us grew up in the 90s with this like kind of doing what each other is doing but it's fun because we're doing it differently but we're still like oh yeah what you got like me and Jason Reduta still do that every time when we skate together it's like what what you I got that switch and then it's like (laughs) oh what and then we like kind of battle play but it's fun it's like me and Nikki Adams yeah we were talking about that and so he was talking about how him and Nikki Adams used to be like and I was like yeah me and Jason Reduta are still like that so then I started doing that with him and we're just like playing back and forth like what you got you got the switch oh yeah we're just like playing (laughs) like that which makes skating a lot just a lot of fun it's not competition it's just feeding on each other yeah yeah and being inspired by what you do exactly giving yourself a reason to try something new or like different and then we've been we've been doing the same trick that we used to do but making our own so our backslide oh I could grab this way or come on on it and yeah. out this way so it's the same trick but you make it your own totally like personalized which is cool because I don't feel like going to do a 750 kind right I don't give a sorry but I don't give a shit about it you know yeah for me blading is not like gymnastics where the only way to evolve is to do the same maneuver that they were doing 10 years ago and just adding one more spin to it for me, bledding is an art form. Yeah. So you can take something and just transform it, even if it's the same trick at, at, you know, at, at some level, mm-hmm. but you make it your own. Like, just the way it feels different. You know? And that's really what sets rollblading is apart is that is endless. Yes. It really is endless on yes. rollblades because of the simplicity of it. And you can do the same trick that you've been doing, but yeah. there's infinite ways you could just mix it up. Exactly. And infinite ways to simply just move. Yeah. Like, like Matthew does a lot of movements towards grinds like interesting feet foot movements so i was experimenting with those and i was just joking like yeah i'm just uh, people are asking me like or some of his friends like what are you guys doing and i'm like you know we're skating i'm just doing whatever matthew's doing <laughs> but matthew it's funny he's, he's like yeah but you can take what i do and make it your own yeah and that's exactly what i was doing and, and then was, I was, it was amazing it's funny footwork it, yeah. before the tricks me and todd were talking about it we we're doing cones last winter like a lot, we just like meet up, go to a parkade and do cones. But then like if you, you know, like skate a bit before, instead of just going into the cones and then starting your like moves through the cones, you start like 
just moving like flowing yeah. for like 20 feet before the cones and it would start filming like this then you get into the cones yeah. and you already have rhythm yeah and you're already like Kind of like, with it. Well, there was something I was experiencing too from these movements. It was like setting up a flow to the grind that I yeah. was just getting caught, like getting caught up in while I was grinding. Like he does a lot of, yep. like Matsy does a lot of like, you start fakie and then you go 180 forward and then you do another spin and we were launching and stuff and I was like, wow, that made my 540 like so much more fun. Like going fakie and then right before turning forward and then yeah. spinning, it was like spinning it a top changes it yeah it's yeah. spinning a top and it made my 540 like feel way more different and a lot more yeah. fun and it's like a performance like a dance yeah. like yeah. most of us are growing up or most people think like blading when you do a trick you do a trick mm-hmm. yeah but no it's like the from, trick is just the, the trick is everything the trick is the, the bonus whole thing. Yeah. yeah exactly so when you do a performance on stage you do a performance and at the end you're done it's from beginning to end same for skating yeah as soon as you make your first like push everything is part of what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah you know exactly yeah that's a huge thing in role yeah. it's like it's a trick it's a clip like yeah from here to here that's, that's what i see in that's skateboarding. what counts and then nothing else counts it's like no no like no no, no yeah it all counts all of it even when you're just standing there yeah even before the first push yeah. it's all a performance yeah. that's the best way to describe it yeah. it's not a clip it's a it's a performance that feeling the movement all the way through you're always yeah. in the role always. like Braska pulls it really well like yeah. just after the Jonah. trick like, yeah. he'll just like good. move his yeah. hat in a weird way or something mm-hmm. like Kelso does it really well yeah. dude Kelso's just, like, always flying I just like the good. subtle movements after like the attitude that you put yeah I guess yeah like the before and after that's like gives the trick more oh, of an attitude yeah, yeah. like Sagona that's yeah. Sagona's the you know, second regime like section and like yeah. just oh, it's, wow. it's the stuff in between those tricks yeah. that makes that section great it's not even the tricks themselves mm. I mean the tricks are awesome but it's that's all it. those little when I think of that of that section I think of him like swiveling to fakie in a yeah. weird kind of way in the in the between tricks in yeah. a line yeah. that's like the magic of that section yeah, yeah. well I think I think all like really great skaters make you stop caring about how difficult the trick is and just enjoy their movement. Yes. When when it's someone can make trick. you not care how difficult, when you don't judge what you're watching through difficulty levels, mm-hmm. then that's you know that's like a great skater and you're not comparing them to anybody else as well. Yeah. Cuz our minds just do that it's how we like think sometimes. Yeah. You know, judging this on these certain characteristics, what they're wearing, how they're skating, like, you know. But if they have a style that's just so unique that they're moving in their own way, it's not roller, it's not grinding, it's not rollerblading, it's just fluid movement. That whole essence, yeah, the whole the whole thing. It doesn't matter what they're doing. No, it doesn't matter. You can do something so simple. Yeah, and but. and and you know those people, and people leave comments about those people. Like I don't even care if he, like Walt Austin or something. Like yeah. I don't care what he's doing. He could do soul grinds every single trick. Mm-hmm. As, you know, it still looks. I love watching it. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. I love watching it. Something attracts you to watch it over and over. Exactly. I really like that. Wow. Like, what is that? What What is that thing that that makes someone makes you want to watch someone? What is it about the way they're moving their body that gives you that feeling when you watch it? That's like, oh, damn! You're like, you you get yeah. a charge out of it. You get a charge out of just watching. Like, what is that? Yeah, They're just moving know. their That's body. A good question. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think it's just 
I guess they're being themselves. Yeah. There's no like they're not trying to imitate yes. anyone. It's I like think inspiring. they take you. I think they take you out of that fr- normal frame of mind, because you can't think of them in a certain way because they're not displaying all these certain things that make up what is you know good. Yeah, they're like yeah, their own thing. It's not yeah. robotic. It's yeah, it's yeah. Art. It's ex- expressing something. Yeah. I think it's like consistency. It's like, because if you don't imitate anyone, it's like, it's almost like branding. It's always the same. Like it's consistent, like the tricks you do, the stuff you wear, it's like follows a certain like feel. So you get like a certain like consistent vibe throughout the, the whole edit versus when you watch people that don't do it for you it's constantly changing because they're constantly trying to be better than this person or that person so it's like very inconsistent yeah. like but it also, doesn't have like a vision yeah but and i think it's really important to surprise yeah i think uh anytime a person can like for like you expect something right but if someone does something that you don't expect then it, yeah. it snaps you out of that like oh i'm watching a late edit and it just alerts you and it charges you like whoa i wasn't expecting that yeah. little yeah. med spin that he did yeah. that's not something he normally does yeah. mm-hmm. like i do like it when people like they do have people do have their signature styles yeah. and that's sweet but when they surprise like it's like whoa alex brosco did a ham flat that's yeah, sick yeah <laughs> i like yeah i like that i also like seeing some i mean there's something about people that do a certain thing really well and what comes to mind is like Marcus Benavides when he does like a true top soil and the way he squats oh, on God. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can watch that all day. Yeah. Like oh, I don't sh- care what he does it. Like, you know, he That's has true. his tricks. There's people that like really know their certain like John Julio or something with the fish brain. And it's, it's so like, signature that And you can see it and they can do it all day, every day in all their sections, and you still are just like mm. awesome, 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 awesome. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And you know at the end nothing else matters than having joy so it doesn't matter if someone's surprised or if someone skate the same as someone else it doesn't matter really, not to that it person it doesn't even, matter even to that to person us, really yeah. because the only thing that matters is having joy while we skate yeah so everything else outside of skating itself doesn't really matter it's just to have good conversation and I guess it does because it inspires us in some way you know yeah but yeah well I hear what you're saying that that the activity, what you experience while you're on your skates. Yes. That's, that's primary. Really, yes. That's really all that matters and what people get from it. That's exactly. a bonus. Yeah. Um, but I do think that what we can show through vi- through our videos, through our edits, is is very exciting to me and very yeah, powerful. It's a, I le- it's a totally different it's thing. It's a different thing. It's exactly. It's art, art form. Exactly. You know, we watch Dust and Nightmare Section and the vibes you bring in, it's like, an, it's like a canvas. It's like an art itself. Yeah. It's almost like it's different than actually skating. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I find a lot of joy in that in that process. Oh, yeah, me too. Even <laughs> just like filming someone else. Yeah. Or, yeah. And I think that's something that, that people need to look at more as, as a core part of our sport is like filming. When you, when you document someone, like that's a joyful act for me. That's like skating yeah. for me. Like yeah. I love holding a camera and, and it, and talking to the person like okay you're gonna do this okay i think i should be on this angle yeah. maybe i'll roll with you like this way and then like go between these yeah. trees or whatever yeah. like there's jo- a lot of joy to be found in that like i love yeah. filming yeah, i love filming, filming other fun. people it's sweet yeah. it is and then of course like 
editing and like when you combine rollerblading and music yeah. and you time a trick a certain uh-huh. way to a yeah. part of a song that shit is so powerful. Yeah, it is. That shit is so powerful. We talk about like like singing, like how how like our chanting, like yeah. a group of people chanting, that power and that sound. Dude, yeah, it's powerful. A rollerblading trick, or it can be you know skiing or skateboarding or whatever. Yeah. But there is something very awesome oh, yeah. about rollerblading when it's put right to music. Anything harmonized, you get charge. That's yeah. changed my life. Is watching. Yeah. Fucking Josh Petty do fucking 360 yeah. sweat <laughs> Yeah, right on that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. The bottom line. That was that was the big bottom. Point. That was the first video I watched. Really? Yeah, me too, actually. I was with Joey and Colin, my, a guy that we started skating with. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go watch a video. I didn't even know what a video was. We just, we skated all the time. Like, what? People make videos of people doing this? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to go watch. We used to be able to rent them at uh, Played Against no Sports. Way. We rented Bottom Line for three bucks. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I used to go to Played Against Sports a lot, too. Uh, I guess a I lot of people got stuff. into skating through Played Against Sports. Yeah, I did, for sure. That's yeah. where I got all my stuff. Yeah. Interesting. And then Team Paradise. Yeah, Team, Team Paradise. Paradise, too. <laughs> Mostly played again, but yeah. I remember calling Team Paradise, and I, I, used, like, I wasn't speaking English before. Yeah. So I would call them to get a free catalog. Like... Yes, yeah. free catalog, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try, really bad, yeah. try to give my address in English, and then I would get the catalog, and I would go nuts, you know, watching uh, yeah. over and over. Oh, the pictures, yeah. it's like a little mini really magazine. Good. It yeah. was a magazine. Was. I remember those catalogs. You had to get the boneless knee pads, and then after that was a pro design pad. Yeah. The pro design. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Harbingers. Harbinger. I had Harbinger wrist guards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Man, the... Like I have to say, uh, these these guys that I'm hanging out with, Rob and Matt, there's a very strong vibe coming off of you guys that I'm feeling. Like like I feel high in your presence. It's great. Like you guys are yeah yeah. Sure yeah it's it's very beer? strong. No, it's, it's, I know the difference. I've drank I enough beer. <laughs> I know the the buzz of beer. It's like chocolate. If you eat pure chocolate yeah, minus yeah. the sugar, yeah. there's a distinct buzz that you get. Yeah, from. Yeah, totally. People don't know it because there's so much sugar that the high of the sugar masks the high yeah, of the chocolate totally. or the feeling that you get yeah. from the chocolate. But if cool. you eat pure oh, pure chocolate, I eat a it's lot. very bitter. Do I you eat, eat pure chocolate? Strong. Yeah. It's not easy to eat. It's one of the food. We call it the food of God. It's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Packs and minerals and antioxidants. Is it? Is it? Cocoa? Cocoa? Cacao? Cacao nibs. Or cacao beans. Cacao nibs or beans. Beans? Yeah. yeah. We make smoothie out of it and we dehydrate it and we make chips. Cacao chips. Oh, They're nice. so good. That dude. thing, man. They're Pels you. Yeah. It's very good for <laughs> Propels you through any situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about this. You know that Paul Craig video where he's like, yeah. This is it. Fuck it. It is what it is. Yeah, we'll propel you through <laughs> any situation. Yeah. I showed him that. We were like using that all, all week. Yeah. Crick's awesome. Yeah. Those videos are so sweet. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. I think I might have actually got that from your Facebook or, or you or Joey's Facebook. We did an interview with that guy. No on way. Our site. Yeah, on washingblading.com. With Paul. Oh, Joey's just sent him an wow. email interview. Wow, that's yeah. cool. I need yeah. to look at that. It's very awesome. Yeah. His videos are sweet. <sighs> but Fuck it. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> I like how he describes each one. It's like, yeah, it's so a few weeks I didn't even know Rob. Yeah, didn't even know him. 
Oh, should we explain that story right yeah. now? So I'll you didn't know? That. No, I was uh, staying at Randy Spicer's, and uh, I was on Instagram, and Robert Livanos posted a picture, and it said Warrior Institute, and it was a triangle and uh, and a man's like his third eye. It was like a man's uh, shadow thing. I don't know. I'm stuck at description, but I was just like Warrior Institute. What is this? First, I was like, my last name means warrior in Spanish. So I'm like, what is this? Warrior Institute? He's like, yeah, Matthew Ledoux's opening a dojo. And I was like, what? And I just got really excited because um, I was living in Santa Cruz and I started doing free running there just on my own. And uh, I got really into it. And uh, so when he told me about this, I just got all these ideas about training. I'm telling Matt Andrews and Randy Spies were like, dude, Matthew Ledoux's opening a gym. This is like my dream. I need to go do this, you know, like talking about this. And uh, immediately I texted Robert and I was like, can I get his email address? And I got it. And I was just, Matthew, I heard you start opening a gym and uh, this is amazing. I would love to do, tell me all the information about it. And he wrote me an email back. I'm opening it in November. All this stuff. You could totally stay with me, live in a log cabin, yada, yada. And I was like, wow, totally cool. So that was like May or June. And I went on a, a tour, a nomad tour in Europe. I was gone for a month and all this time went by. And uh, I moved out of my Santa Cruz apartment. And then uh, Randy Spicer was letting me stay at his house for a while because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. But I really enjoyed staying there. We were working out and skating, doing all kinds of stuff. And then I was going to stay till Blader Cup. And I said, can I stay till Blader Cup, Blading Cup? And uh, then after that, I'll do something. And uh, so I'm thinking, like, what am I going to do after Blading Cup? And I... And all I could think of was going to Quebec, going to Quebec. And it just kept beating my head. And I was like, all right, I think this is, this is what I want to do. So I wrote him an email. Is it still cool to come? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, well, I, I want to stay for a month. I think a month would be a good time to you know, really get the experience. And uh, so I bought my ticket. And a week later, I flew in. And he picked me up. Didn't even know him. Basically was like, hi, you know gave him a hug and we just started talking and like just clicked and then wow yeah it's pretty yeah it's uh and we were just like we're just basically like brothers and skating was just really fun you know skating was really fun and i haven't had that i mean i had been skating in the mornings with people in in orange county they, they have a lot of sessions in the morning john julio goes to and stuff but um I wanted someone to like skate with like all day and like all the time and you know Matt does stunt work and when he's not doing that he just has free time so we just go skating and I also wanted to train uh, parkour with him at his you know dojo that he's that he's opening and it's not open yet and I'm basically like the first warrior which is really wow. funny because my last name is <laughs> warrior too <laughs> and and so I just we go and uh, started skating having amazing sessions and when it rained we would skate this box that's inside of the gym I've seen the pictures. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and we'd have amazing session, and then sometimes we would do workouts before and then skate, and that nice. was great. Or we'd skate and then do workouts, and. Um, so this the the Warrior Institute. So you're opening this up in Montreal. Yes. Uh, no, in Drummondville. It's like an hour east of Montreal. Okay, that's where you live. Yeah. Well, yeah. I live no, I live half an hour from this place, this town. I live out in the woods, like a dead end road, and it's uh, I live in a log house in the woods, surrounded by forest. Nice. It's like a amazing space, basically. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. All the stars at night, and 
way out there. Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, we'll open up this gym. It's called the Warrior Institute. And basically, it's a space for transformation. You know, um, physically wise, of course, because it's a gym, <clears throat> but emotionally, spiritually, and creating a space where people are really welcome and feel that they're accepted however they are, you know? And a place where we can share. Um, share and learn. And learn. Yeah. Wow. He, yeah. Uh, him, Matthew, and his wife are just very beautiful and extremely loving people and just accepting of you and everything about you, you know? No matter what. And you know how sometimes you catch yourself saying, like, sorry for certain things that are, like, quirky about you. Have and they caught you jerking off yet? Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> they make sure that you are comfortable, like, and make you know that you're comfortable, you know? Like, that's okay. You know, you're comfortable. You're totally fine in here, in your space. And anything you want to be. hungry. And anything you want to do. That might be a part of the, the vibe that I picked up. Yeah. Uh, from both of you, I got yeah. the same yeah, vibe. We've been on I felt journey. like really, you guys make me feel really comfortable, and oh, that's too much. Th yeah, that is a very yeah. good quality well, in a person. When you can make other people feel comfortable, yeah. you're gonna get more from yeah. them because they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna reciprocate that that vibe mm. with some honesty and with yeah. like, like you know, if you if you're making people feel like ashamed of themselves, for yeah. instance, then they're not gonna give you anything because no. they don't want they don't want to talk to you. Well, it's, it's, I mean, this whole trip has been a process of stripping a lot of things away in oh our personalities. Uh, me and Matthew are very aware of ourselves, and we have a drive to become more aware of ourselves um, and learn more about ourselves and, and what works for us as people and what doesn't work. And one thing that doesn't work is judgment. Um, I mean, any kind of judgment on yourself, on people, mostly on yourself, you learn that through your judgments of the outsiders more about you and judging yourself. So when you instead stop judging people and when you catch yourself judging people and but instead look for the reason why you're feeling a certain way back at you and seeing them reflecting you, you start to make changes in your life and you start to change yourself. Then when you do that, then you stop spending energy on judging people or situations or like, you know, whatever. And that's automatic and it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of awareness and a lot of uh, energy to stop doing certain patterns, you know, because these are all patterns that everyone has. Everyone grows up, we're all taught to judge this and judge that and this has to be wrong and the reason I feel this way right now is because of that person and this situation and the rain and the car and the food and that's like, you're blaming all these things for the way you good feel. Yeah, <laughs> not skating good one day, I suck, I'm now, I'm, why am I even pro, what's going on? You know, you're... You're making all these judgments because you're feeling all these things. But if you really try to find out the truth of why you feel a certain way, you find out that it's you're actually making yourself feel that way. And it's a big responsibility. It's, it's a lot. Most people can't take that. And it takes a lot of energy yeah. to, to really realize that. But when you do, you realize that you're the one that's choosing the way you feel. Yeah. And when you can know that, then it gives you the power to choose how you feel. Instead of the reason being external to you, like, you know, Otherwise, someone giving you, can you never a dirt. Have peace. Yeah. yeah. Never the have only peace. way to have peace within yourself is knowing that you are the cause of peace or not. Yeah. And then exactly. you can make a, a power decision. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a lot of like <laughs> power decisions. Power decisions. <laughs> power decisions. Let's, not, let's not just make decisions. <laughs> let's make power decisions. Power decisions. I power like that. decisions. Because the them. decisions are just like there's a lot of you know just we're we're what are we? We're, it's yes. uh, it's like reflex. Power side pace. It's just reflex. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze in power with any sentence. <laughs> Powerful. Like if if you were to hit me, I would just instantly feel anger. But where does that anger come from? Yeah. It's like a it's a reflex action that we're built to like protect ourselves and to yeah. condition for thousands of years. Condition for thousands of years to have an ego and to yeah. defend ourselves, defend yeah. our positions. Why doesn't he like me? Yeah. He should like me because I'm awesome mm-hmm. and I am like yeah. I'm tough and I'm going to survive yeah. there's all that it built into us yeah. and it's not always the most intelligent way to live no. our life and and sometimes it is out of your control it's but what is in, in your control is is being aware yeah. of that that feeling that that I'm really frustrated right now to be honest I'm really frustrated um, but not that I'm frustrated at this moment yeah, yeah. but but if you are feeling really frustrated, you, there is a, it is possible to look at that fr- from outside and say, yeah, I'm really frustrated. Why am I so frustrated? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's silly. I'm, I'm like a big baby right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I am frustrated. And it's hard not to judge yourself yeah. when you're feeling frustrated, too. Exactly. Yeah. But emotions are beautiful work. because they show you that there's something to be healed yeah. or something to be letting go. Something so you learn. go back to your emotion, anger, or whatever that is, and if you're aware enough, oh, okay, like you said, I have an emotion right now over this. Why? Ah, oh, because when I was young, blah, 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 because uh, my my ego, blah, 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 because I'm insecure. And then you can find out and let that go. And it's like, wow, emotion teach me how to heal myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not always taking that at face value. That's not always smart. trusting those emotions. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Acknowledge it. Be honest about it. Yeah. But it doesn't need to run your life. Yeah, and and you can. Sometimes you can't totally change it, but you can control it, and you can still find joy, Mm -hmm. and you can still relax. Yeah, and 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 understand that it's gonna pass, and and you don't need to let that 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 emotion make a decision for you. You want to make a power decision. (laughs) (laughs) You want to make a power decision. (laughs) And and not make the decision based on that bullshit. Totally, totally. That's so funny. And and it's hard because, you know, we're, a lot of this is automatic response. And, um, And you have to really be compassionate, not only for yourself, but for other people, because we're all acting out of automatic responses. Totally. You know? And a lot of the times, none of us are conscious of it. And it's hard to, it is, it is really, it is a nice practice to have, to do your best to have compassion for other people and what they're going through. Because we all grew up with certain ways of reacting to things that were beyond our control. And now we're just like, some of us are just stuck with this and it's hardwired in our brains. And a lot of us don't want to act like this. No one wants to be mad or frustrated or like, you know, there's these side effects of it Mm -hmm. that are just not healthy. You know, I feel like. Deep down, everyone wants to be happy, whatever that is for and loved, anybody, yeah. and loved, and everyone wants to do that, and I don't think anyone wants to be depressed or mad or like hate anybody, but some of us have had really hateful growing up, or you know, growing up, you know, it just depends on each person, and I think it's those first like five years where you learn your habits, sometimes for the rest of your life, 
and there's a lot of people that don't have an easy first five years of their life. No, a lot of people at all. Don't. And then you know, so sometimes it's it's nice to practice compassion for other people because what it's actually doing is practicing it for yourself, and then you can allow yourself to feel certain things and react to certain things. You know. Yeah. And and practice on being aware of those things because those things basically dictate the way you, your life is experienced. Yeah. There's a really good exercise to meditate and think about an enemy, someone that you just don't like, mm -hmm. and just focus love on that person. Mm -hmm. And th that would be so healthy because yeah. what you're doing is you're just reversing your or attempting to reverse those ref ref uh, reflexive reflex mm -hmm. reflex thoughts or or patterns of your brain you're just reversing those patterns mm -hmm. and so much of how we experience things is habit yeah it's habit so yeah. when you when you dwell when you dwelling is like the most <laughs> mentally unhealthy thing you can do when you dwell you sit there oh i hate that guy i hate yeah. the way he looks i hate it, the sound of his voice you you think and you ruminate you ruminate and you are totally choosing to do that that's mm -hmm. not that yeah. guy's fault or it's not your mom's yeah. fault or the way you were raised in that moment you are choosing to repeat those negative thoughts and reinforce that habit yeah, in your yeah. brain and we it's all a we self, all it's a self-destructing habit yeah. because you believe that this hate that you're having is making them feel bad but it's not your feeling bad yeah you're and getting people all the don't negative people don't see that but it's a reality and that's the, those people that you feel this way the, the one that can teach you the most and you can they can make you learn about yourself the most yeah everyone that is affecting you in a deeper level that's the one you can learn that you can learn the most mm -hmm. not necessarily about what they know or know who they are but what makes you react about them totally yeah yeah those if you examine yeah. that feeling that you get from them yeah and really look into that yeah. mm -hmm. that's that is the path to that's the power path <laughs> that's the path of power. True power. Oh, there's so much power in like in in doing the things that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. In doing the things that scare you. Mm -hmm. Go do the things that that freak you out, the things that you don't think you can do. Yeah. You challenge. Those your are mind. the most powerful moments. Yeah. I just you don't know why, but you're just so nervous, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to do this. This is silly. I, I'm no good at this. I just uh -huh. want to leave. That's the thing you should do. Yeah. Even if you suck, even if you yeah. get rejected, even if it's like talking to a girl mm -hmm. and you piss your pants or they, yeah. they really don't like you or whatever, just following that and you're nervous and you, you walk up to her. Yeah. Uh -huh. Say, how are you doing? I'm Todd. Yeah. What do you do? What are you up to today? <laughs> you know, there's so much power in, in doing that thing that's hard. Oh, your heart is beating. No, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're challenging yourself. Yeah. Or you're challenging your beliefs. Like, you believe certain outcomes will happen as a result of you doing this, which are sometimes a lot of negative. Most people go to the, if I do this, what if, what if A, B, C, D, E, F, G happens? Yeah. They're all negative, and that builds up on you. But none of those are real. Yeah. And so when you go and do the thing, and then, then reality presents you with what's actually real, yeah. then you're like, oh, none of that existed. Like, yeah. Making stories. Or this yeah, thing that I was so scared of, yeah, it happened and it sucked, but yeah. I'm a big boy, I can, I can yeah. handle it. Yeah. 
but I wasn't a slave to that stoop, that silly mind, that yeah. silly monkey brain that was like, oh, don't do it, be afraid, yeah. be afraid. Yeah. So you're overriding that habit. Uh-huh. And there's exactly. so much power in that. And you're proving it. And you have to, you have to, it to prove yourself. in reality through experience like yeah. that it's real, you know? Yeah. Because if you just hit chilling yeah. in your head, you'll never really yeah. test it. No. Even like, like little stuff, I can tell about it since it's a, it's a topic sometimes the way I dress the way I choose to dress like I wear shorts and tights underneath it and I know a lot of people think it's really weird or whatever they're thinking it's okay but I'm, I'm not gonna make stories about what they think and even so sorry before you go yeah. into this we'll just explain that okay. you have a very interesting dress style <laughs> sometimes you like to wear longer t-shirts yeah. and and baggier pants <laughs> yes s- sagged but you can't see the sag because you're wearing sa- a not too sag. Not though. too sag. Not they too appear sag. to be sag the way they fit. Yeah. The way they fit, they almost sag. look like they're sitting like halfway down yeah, your ass. But they're not. But they're not. No. Okay. Well, Let's just say he's not wearing skinny jeans. He's not wearing skinny okay, jeans. Okay. So he has a very interesting fashion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, and, and it's a mix on. from skiing, you know, a long t-shirt. And since I start to wear a long t-shirt, it just feels good. It just feels good. I don't know why. It feels good. Mm-hmm. I could try to deny it and say, oh, this is not normal. I should be dressing like all the people right now in the industry, but I don't feel good this way. Yeah. But there's sometimes it's funny because my mind goes, oh, I don't feel like I fit in. You know that old habits of trying to fit in and be accepted? And then that voice came in and I make a power decision. <laughs> I said, you know what? I feel good dressing this way, so I'll dress that way, whatever they think. Because at, at the end, I don't want to be accepted. I want to dress. I want to dress you how want to I like feel to dress. Comfortable yeah. doing what you love. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. how I dress. I and like, if someone's affected by it, you have well, fun. be it. So be it. And if you know, that's funny to me. Like I see the, the, those topics on the internet, like oh, he dressed this way or uh, tight pants or whatever. I'm like, dude, what do you even care? Like, yeah. oh, what? Like right now, what even am I, am I even talking about it right now? You People know? need to dress in the way that feels best. I think yeah. it's, it's a good that's exercise. It. I used to dress like that. Like. Yeah. Well, not exactly, but last year, like I look at footage and it's like, whoa, it just was really comfortable. Like I was wearing those like loose, um, you know, kind. Yeah, sweatpants. Uh, yeah. And I remember. Dressed like a wizard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like Sometimes really, really baggy. Like so much. You're allowed to be a wizard. You are allowed. Yeah. Just because they're so thin. Doing whatever yeah. you want. Exactly. And it's origin. Right? But it's yeah. such a good exercise. Like. When you dress differently, you skate differently. Yeah. yeah. So I find myself always go back and forth, like baggy tight, yeah. baggy tight. And Matt too, like sometimes he would skate tight pants. Yeah. And I remember when yeah. he first put on tight pants, it was kind of like a joke. Yeah. And then he's like, it's actually, it feels kind of good. Like, I'm going to go and try to It's fun it. to explore. Like, yeah. it's it's fun and to explore. it makes you feel so different. It makes it your does. tricks feel so different. And that's it makes you I, want to do different yeah. types I mean, of things. I mean, that's what I did. And it was funny. I can't remember who, but someone made a comment Rob, right before I left. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to, you know, a lot of people, I, I was telling them, what, what are you doing next? Well, I'm going to Quebec and I'm going to go <laughs> chill with Matt Ledoux. What? <laughs> what are you, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, hopefully I'm going to come back more ninja, but, <laughs> and so I can't, and they're like, are you going to, in the kind of jokingly, not in like a demeaning way or anything, but they're like, are you going to wear tights too? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not there yet. We'll see. <laughs> and as soon as I started skating with them, I have these tights that these Nike, uh, you know, like running jogging right. pants that I just bought, which feel amazing. I did this tough mutter run in them. 
Nice. And, oh, I, and, and I was like... In, in Vancouver? or No. I know they do the... the yeah, they do it everywhere, but no, in uh, Northern California. Badass. And I had them, and I was like, I'm going to try it. I want to try it. I know that these feel really good on my legs, and they, they're like, you know. So yeah. I put some shorts on. I had those, and I had this black hoodie on, and I felt like a ninja, and I wanted to feel like a ninja, and I was moving <laughs> like a ninja. I was like, this feels great. Like, yeah. Because we're doing something that's athletic. And especially what Matthew does, he's like, his movements and his legs and his arms are all over the place. It's like, wouldn't you want to feel free and not yeah. have anything constricting? Yeah. You would feel confined yeah. by like yeah. jeans or something. Yeah. It's like a tough, yeah. rough and material. You're not, I'm totally not attached or identify myself with what I wear. I don't care. I could change my, my dressing style tomorrow completely. I'm not identifying myself with how, what I wear. I'm not what I wear. No. Yeah. Oh, you're cool. You're wearing this word. No. Dude, it's clothing. It's not me. Yeah. Like some some people, some men wear robes all their life because they're priests. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything. No. Like it's still flesh and blood underneath yes, it. That's yes, that's it. And that was a really yeah. that was a really nice energy to come into too. Yeah. Because I came out to his area to do what he does, and I didn't and it didn't have anything to do with anything I knew or experienced with Robin before. So I felt free to just do whatever, and I, that's exactly why I wanted to come here with him was to just freestyle and go on this trip for myself to experiment and do different things. So I wore shorts and tights and a sweaty and a hoodie every single time I went skating and it was fun. Nice. I wouldn't and I have fun. Nice. And uh, yeah. you know it's I don't I, I don't particularly think like it's it's like my general style, like I'm gonna continue it. But it's fun and I and I like it. And I still feel like like I told you earlier, like I still feel like I'm searching my style. I kinda got like a simple style now. But I've never really been one that like dresses to express the you know I'm kind of just like I like being simple because I don't like complications like yeah I don't like thinking about like what I'm gonna wear <laughs> like you know organizing what I'm gonna wear and matching stuff like for the last couple of few years it's just been gray pants black pants white tee black tee yeah and like and I'm for just, a lot of people like it's like an it's just something more to think about. Yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, I Steve don't really Jobs, care. he had he just wore the same thing every day. Yeah, he had like that's ten different of the same outfit just because he didn't want to think about it. And for some people, that works. Yeah, not everyone needs to like focus on their fashion. For some yeah. people, it just becomes a distraction. But then, you know, sometimes it's fun to try exactly. different things and yeah. wear different things and 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 go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm almost, and I was thinking that I would almost want to switch my style a little bit because I'm also have always had a dream which partly brought me here well actually which was the main exciting thing that brought me here was to like integrate different movements like parkour and like martial arts style style movements which is what Matthew does and that's when I wanted to come here because I wanted to had a desire to expand the way that I skate and move so with that you know my wardrobe could change and I'm open to that and I think that's what was nice to come here and experience that as well. Like, there was no expectations of me. He has zero expectations. I can do whatever I want. I can dress however I want. And, and I can. That's freedom that everyone has, you know. But I don't normally experience, I think, anyone back home if, like, or as everyone knows me as Rob G, if I just showed up one day with, like, tights and stuff, everyone would probably just be like, what is he doing? Like, freak out, you know. But, so it was nice to come here where it's like I didn't have to deal with any of that's funny you know what I mean yeah it's funny yeah I think 
just that's a, that's that's a common thing where people just stay in the same place their whole life and they're surrounded by the same people and for them to change it's like a bigger thing because everyone's gonna notice like yeah everyone knows you as this one thing yeah so in a way that reinforces you to yourself yeah. oh this is what i am and this is yeah. what i need to be if and i'm not this then what am i and yeah, that's the hardest and that thing. that yeah. kind of puts like chains on you and a big yeah. heavy ball on your ankle that everyone is like oh he's this and you know they know you as that and it keeps you being that even if that isn't what, what you, you are or what you want to be yeah That's it's a gamble traveling, traveling is so it makes you grow so much because it puts you out of your environment that creates you as well yeah that creates you as well and then when you come that when you come to some other places people see you with blank you know they don't uh identify yourself with, with the past so it frees you. So it's easier yeah, to it's transform. Easier. That's why it was easier to yeah. yes. be here Just as well. Be be honest. Yeah, Matthew had no preconceived judgments and he still doesn't. So it was nice. It's like this freedom, you know. Yeah. Whereas maybe you go to a skate park where everyone knows who you are and you're just like oh man I gotta be this and I gotta do these tricks and if I try this new trick people are gonna think oh. it's weird and maybe they might not accept it because you know what that's, that's yeah. what happens in rollerblading. Yeah. People change and then people, and then people go don't like it. And then especially nowadays on the internet, it's like, it's almost, I don't know where it came from, but this desire for people to just spread hate through yeah, the internet. It's true. Really and they think the most hate. it's this virus. It's, and it's, it's and insecurity, it's, man. Yeah. People are insecure of rollerblading. But I, but I often wonder why, you know, it's not conscious. why that is because it's, yeah, it's not, it's not conscious at no, all. It's, no pattern it's a pattern i think it's like defensive behavior mm. and you know p kids go to parks they get made fun of for being a role better and it makes them yeah and the defensive thing, and insecure yeah and, and the then they take is, that out on other role butters it's yeah, pretty yeah. fucked up and, and the thing is too is we identify some some of us identify ourselves with real bidding i am a real better and mm -hmm. and there's like a um invisible bible of what a real better is yeah and if you step out of line they feel like religious people attacked by it. Yeah. And then they feel like they have to defend themselves. You do get attacked. You do get attacked. Yeah. And that's that's the pattern right there. And yet, people, some real leaders go out of society because they say, oh, society is a box and I'm going to step out of the box. And they create another box mm -hmm. with thin skating. Yeah, into and an they, even they smaller box. And recreate the same thing. So the people, they judge, oh, those people in society are in the box and they judge me because I'm a real leader. A real leader. They create a box, and if you step out of their box, they judge you exactly like the people he thinks judge him within the relating box. Yeah. So it's the same pattern. It's it's, it's just a mind pattern. Yeah. Don't you love being judged though? It's so nice when people it's, tell you it's interesting. You're not good. It's interesting to read comments. Like yeah. I, I'm immune I to to hate. I I, I, so I relish in it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, 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 I don't think I'm successful if I don't get a lot of yeah. like negative comments. <laughs> exactly. Like that that is a mark of like success to me. Yeah, it is. You guys keep flying. I gotta take a piss. Okay. Rob, how do you handle uh, like bad comments? Um, Rob never had never had bad no, comments. No, I, I do get I'm I get sure bad comments. Get. No, I do. Um, like what kind of comments would you get? Like what would be bad comments? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have yeah, I don't know. Like, you're very like uh, neutral. Yeah, I'm pretty neutral. Get, I don't think you get. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not very flashy with who I am either. You know what I mean? Like some people are flashy with who they are. Mm -hmm. um, not like flashy, but like with their personalities. 
and uh, maybe that's why. I'm not sure. You're very peaceful. It's yeah, kind of like you said, when you go to a park, you think, I want to try this trick, but if I, what would people say? So you kind of like, would they accept it or not? So you kind of... Conscious about what people think. Yeah, yeah, you are yeah I am conscious about what people think. Yeah. And I, I think there's a balance with that. And sometimes it can be off balance where you're too self-conscious. Mm-hmm. But um, why are you I try to be... Because I'm... Once you become conscious of yourself and how you think, then you really take responsibility for your actions. You see how they affect people. They affect... And you just see how you affect the world. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of powerful i mean you Mm -hmm. affect the world with your words with how you dress with how you talk with how you yeah with how you live your life um so i mean basically the balance that i'm looking for is uh a joy and happiness in how i'm experiencing my life but also having respect for other people and letting them do the same and not infringing on anybody else's space and how they live their life because they have the same freedom and I don't I, I would rather be either a neutral or a positive influence than a negative influence because I know what it feels like to be bad and be depressed and be sad and like mm-hmm. I would never want to be a reason like I would never want to add to anybody else's so you wouldn't want to you know, aggravate them with like a certain way yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't even though it's like silly of them to get upset about it. Yeah, it is. It's them. it's an interesting paradox because it's like, you know, you shouldn't care what other people think about you. But sometimes I think there's, if you have control about how you affect people. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes there's a certain awareness and maybe even a certain compassion about how you affect other people. Like the total, like, not giving a fuck, I don't care mm-hmm. what people think. It's like, there is that, and but then also there's affecting people with what you do and what you say, and you have to be yourself. You have to be, I mean, you don't have to be, but you feel best when you're being yourself and doing what you like to do. Um, it's I think it's just an interesting awareness that I have of how I affect just the world outside of me, and then having a balance of like experiencing your life the way you want to. But also respecting other people and how you uh, affect their life, and it's I'm like pretty not aware. being selfish. Yeah, it's like striving for happiness and joy, but also being aware that what yeah. you do has an effect exactly. on people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's and not it's, that's like if you're if you're making making people miserable all the time, yeah, then that's gonna make you miserable eventually. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost selfish and intelligent. To this, if you want happiness, you have to be concerned with other people being happy around you. Because if the people around you aren't happy, you're not you're not going to be happy. Their happiness is the same as yours. Yeah, it's ultimately. a well, yeah, it's a, it's a balance because you're only responsible for yourself. And um, and I think anytime you spend energy on like trying to make other people feel happy all the time, you're going to drain yourself because some people don't want to be happy. Yeah, and you have to respect their choice, and that's the hardest yeah, thing. Yeah, everyone. Sure is doing what they want to do by choice, even if it's conscious or not. Yeah. And uh, sometimes some people want to feel sad. Maybe some people want to feel depressed or whatever. And you can do your best to make them feel better, but in the end, it's their choice. And you know, you c- not to say that you can't influence people in a positive way, but in the end, it's, it's their choice. So if you're constantly sp- draining yourself by trying to help someone 
you know it's is this something you think about like as a as a pro rollerblader do you think about the way that you affect kids and, and yeah i mean I, I people that do look up to you yeah like, i try to well it's it's i do and i don't i i i'm constantly i guess in a sense i i trying to be as selfish as possible in sense of um, doing what makes me feel great and I find that what doing what makes me happy and doing my best to have respect for other people there's this balance that that is there and other people um, I don't know it, it creates like a positive influence I do I think one thing about being a professional rollerblader that I think um, a lot of people don't realize is that there is a responsibility that comes with it, whether you want it or not. I mean, you're being put in a place where you're above an age group, which is a lot of kids from, you know, really young to 18. And whether you like it or not, you're influencing them. Whether you Big want time. to or not, you are. Yeah. And you can deny it and say, like, you know, don't do what I'm doing, kids, or like, you know, this is my thing and don't, you know. But the bottom line is that you are influencing them. Like, oh, yeah. and, and I feel that, you know, a part of being pro, there is a responsibility. And it's not to say that you can't do certain things, like you can't drink beer and you have to be perfect and you got to, you know, do this thing. But in terms of showing yourself in a video or a magazine, you have to be conscious that kids are watching you, especially if you're someone really good or someone that is, you know, very influential. It's like, you can't pretend that you're not influencing kids. Yeah. And and knowing that kids want to be you or want to be you. I mean I don't I don't necessarily put myself in like a hip category of like one of those dudes that like kids want to be right now. But I know what it feels like because I was a kid and I was a kid growing up rollerblading and I used to watch Hoax Two every morning and I wanted to be like Arlo and I wanted to be like B Love and I wanted to be like Michael Pollock and I you know and I wanted and I listened to all the music they listened to and I did all I quoted them yeah quoted them by videos like that's what you did when you were you know that's the way you talk that's the way you talk the way you talk it's the language you use it's the way you dress we wore big senate pants with a stripe on the side looked crazy (laughs) as hell but we didn't care it's what they were doing because it's you associate the feeling you get from a video with everything and you mimic that yeah. And you want that's that. just what you it is. You want to be that. Yeah, you want to be that. It gives you a great feeling. Yeah. It, you want to conquer a big kink rail or you want to, you know, be that awesome. Yeah. And so in your mind as a kid, you go, well, how do I do that? Well, that, does and, this thing exi- still exist, you think? What? Like what we got out of those videos. Like like you said, to watch a video every morning. Is there any kid? I'm sure they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who watches the same video every morning? I mean, yeah. you know what? I'm, it is online, like... They have a hundred thousand views on it. There's not a hundred thousand kids that watch a video. There's probably like a few watching it over and over and yeah. over again. Well, there's some people like you, like na- big names like Montre sense. or like Billy O'Neill or something, and or Chris Farmer, and there's like three hundred thousand views, and I'm like, whoa, dude! I've the most I've ever gotten was maybe like thirty thousand views, and I'm like, whoa, that means like yeah. kids are watching this, and. But I, I don't know at the same time because I'm not talking to kids all the time. So And it's a different age. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, a different okay, landscape. Yeah, to- totally different landscape. Yeah. To- totally completely. Different. We had to pop the VHS in the thing. 
or the DVD and the thing. Now kids just instantly play. Yeah. yeah. I think we were a lot more focused on like one video, like. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the difference yeah, too. Yeah, totally. We would copy everything about this. We watched video, the same like, video over and over yeah. for months because uh-huh. it was the only video that we had. <laughs> well, yeah, we well, had, well like, videos, videos came out only every whatever. Yeah. Once a, a couple, you like, know. I mean, there was a bunch of like T Bone TV, then there was Bottom Line, yeah. then there was like you know all these different things, but Later. they only came out. It was an event. But yeah. when a new video was, came out, it was a like, huge event. Getting a new video on VHS and Kamloops was like. Once every like six months or something, yeah. something like, oh, you got the new video? Oh, yeah. shit, I'm coming over. I'm going to watch it. And, and kids then, would get together. It was like the moment it. you waited for Rollerblading twice. to change. You'd watch it once and then you'd watch it again. Yeah, there's always... And yeah, it would change. It would every, be like a new... It would mark a new era. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every single video. it would be so video. different than the and last. it will take you until the next movie to catch up yeah. with all the tricks. Well, well, Dude, you know Jeff what? Fredericks what? is wearing sweatpants. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that? Cool. Let's everyone, let's do it. Like, you know? Disaster fish brain certain style. Like, Brad yeah, yeah. Is doing It's that. so mind-blowing. It's like... It, I mean, it's... It's crazy that we do, like, and actually, sorry, I'm kind of going, there's so many topics coming in my mind right now, but um, it gave you, in between each video, it gave you a lot of time to learn those tricks yeah, and make those true. tricks solid, it's you know, true. and there weren't as many tricks, Yeah, there was only, like, a few, and so then once, it was, like, giving you time to, like, master or get this trick really good, and then this other video gave you a new set of tricks, and then you were, yeah. like, Wow! <laughs> oh, and then you possible? played with all those, and then and then it was like that. There was a lot of space. It's yeah. a very if you compare all, the way we skated when we were kids, and the way rollerblading was to to how it is now, that makes a lot of sense. In that we were all very much like the same. Like we were all kind of on the same level. We would all like do the same tricks yeah. that we kind of saw from the latest video. And now it's kind of more of a shit mix with the kids. Yeah. Because they're more like, they, they're exposed to so much. Like a thousand or a million times more media like than us. Image or like and unless it's In a way, it's identity. like, okay, each kid can kind of choose how they want to skate more. But are kids intelligent enough to make those decisions on their own? Like it's like... I don't know, it was easy for us and it was fun because we were this big group of people that we all just accepted this one way of skating. Yeah. And we were teenagers, we didn't have like the, the hyper-intelligence to be like, oh, I want to skate like this, I want to make my own, I want to be a mushroom yeah, blade yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, let's go out, let's do fish True brains music. or backslides, let's do rocket backslides and tarmacs all day because that's the, the shit. Yeah. And then you and then you get you do that and then you get to a point when you're older where you're like it changes in your mind you get a little bit smarter and then you yeah. make your own decisions about it. I do think. You, oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Do you think that it changed, like because we got older and smarter, or it changed because we got exposed to all this shit that's out there now? <laughs> it's always it's impossible to say because I th- then we were. We were kids, and well, now our process, we're us. Our it's... process when we were kids was slow. We all started rollerblading. When I started rollerblading, I, there was no grinding. There was just rollerblades. And then there was going on adventures on your rollerblades. Playing me and Jason Howard and, and uh, you know, my friend Travis Leach and Donnie. Those are my first group of friends from middle school. We just started rollerblading. 
and we're just playing tag. That's what we did. We played tag. That's all we do. Rollerblade all day, play tag, go on adventures everywhere. That's a and great then, way to learn how to skate. And then my sister, yeah, yeah, but we rollerbladed with eight wheels because there wasn't anything. So we learned how to rollerblade. Then uh, my sister had a boyfriend that was that rollerbladed, and we I went out with him, and he rode downstairs, and it was like, whoa, dude, whoa. And then I went to my friends the next night, dude, you can ride downstairs, and we're like, no way. <laughs> so we were riding downstairs, and we were playing roller hockey at the same time. So we're learning how to rollerblade and skills and maneuver yeah. around and everywhere. And then we saw people grinding from across the street, these two Filipino dudes who I still have no idea who they were. But we were playing roller hockey. and we Angels. Saw yeah, basically. Rollerblading angels. Basically. I mean, yeah. Power and we were just like, what are they doing? But we were too scared to go over there. So we waited till they left, went over to the bench, and we're just like, you know, what do we do? It's true. That's how it was. When we but there kids. was only three tricks. There was Mizu, Soul Grind, and Frontside. <laughs> yeah. And so you, we only had three tricks to focus on. Yeah. And there were, and then it slowly a, a new tricks like Royale kind of got oh. added. And but then it was, we had time to really get these simple tricks down. And I and I think a lot of us had really good style and, and clean style because it. We had to master these simple tricks. Nowadays, yeah. if you're a kid growing up, and jumping on rails wasn't even a thing. Like, we had to use your hand to get on a rail, and that was normal. <laughs> if you could jump on a rail, you were pro. Nowadays, kids are just jumping on rails, and, like, they don't get to learn the, the simple things. And a lot of kids never even know what rollerblading is on eight wheels. They just never even experience That's that. That's fucked up. Well, they, yeah, they, and it's fun roller, rollerblading fast around, but a lot of kids don't ever get that, you know? So I think we just grew up in a different time, and we got to uh, perfect the simple things of rollerblading, whereas kids now, there's so much stuff out there, and they want to do it all, and they're so excited. But when you're trying to do everything, you never master, like, one thing at a time. You know what I right. mean? Because I hear a lot of, like, like, on the internet, you know, people will go on and say... Oh, that kid's whack. He's styles whack, or like he's not. You know, he's trying all these switch ups, and it looks ugly, and like whatever. But I, I really think it's just because kids are so excited to skate. They have that same excitement that we have. The, yeah. the excitement isn't different, but they're so overwhelmed with all, the, and they want to do it all. You know, and we do. We did. I mean, that's what we did. You want to do it all. My game video. Everyone wanted to do fast slides and roofs are possible and all this stuff because once you showcase something's possible. They just go for it. Like something about rollerblading, we just want to do the craziest thing or whatever, you know? And so it's just, I think it's just a real different time with the it's kids. Like back in the day, everyone, everyone would play Mar Mario Bros. Mario Bros? <laughs> yeah, Bros. Mario Brothers. <laughs> Bros. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> in, in, French, in French, it's Mario Bros. Oh, it is? Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah, so, Mario Bros. But now there's so many video games that you gotta choose, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, overwhelming. It, yeah. I mean, the information is just so overwhelming these days. There's so much. Yeah, so we much. got so good at Mario. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I finished this game like so many times. It's so tough. Like you have to so the first much. Try. Yeah. There's so much to it's take. It's crazy. In. It would be such a crazy time to be a kid. Yeah. Right now. It is. Just I think it really is. So much. Choice, and I think that's probably so why much there's, media. there's so much. I mean, I think. Almost maybe these all this negativity and it's almost maybe it's like a cry for help almost in some maybe. ways. In some ways, I was what trying you, to think about this. Yeah. Well, just you know, um, and I like like P 
people leave really horrendous comments. I've read some like yeah. really yeah. like super harsh. hatred, really yeah. harsh. I mean, and it's out there right now. Yeah. You go on a site like Roller News and you see, <laughs> you depending it. on the person, it's like nowadays it's so predictable. If you see this person, you're like, oh, if I click this link and I see this, there's going to be, and there's like 61 super hateful comments. Yeah. But it's like, it's so hateful that it's even beyond truth. It's like, there's there's criticism and then there's just like hopping on a bandwagon of like trying to really make someone feel bad. Yeah. And the reality is they I think that hurt, like, these people, the, anyone that does, does do that, they don't realize that they're really affecting people. Like people are reading this and being affected by it. Like, you know, it's one thing to criticize, but I mean, like when I grew up, I was on AOL all the time. You know, I grew up in, a, and anyone that's hearing this right now knows. Like we went to AOL chat rooms, we talked, everyone from all over. It's how I met a lot of people from rollerblading across the United States through it. And when we liked something, we talked about it. That's all we liked to talk about was stuff we liked. If we didn't like something, we just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Because why would you talk? Why about would you talk about it? You know, and I mean, you know, there were sometimes you talked about something you didn't like, but you didn't like harp over it, and you didn't want to convince other people to dislike it with you. And it seems like there's like this trend where it's cool. We could say goodbye. See, peace out, Alex. Bye, Alex. Peace. Yeah, nice meeting you. Uh, <laughs> Alex is uh, my brother. I he was a, a secret <laughs> agent throughout yeah. the whole. Alex is awesome parkour day. ninja, awesome everything master that I just met. I'm, I keep coming across super ninjas on this trip. Matthew surrounds himself with the clan of super stunt Jedi masters. Ninjas attract ninjas. Yeah, I'm good. No, no, thank you. But um, yeah, and I don't think that that people are really conscious of their words. They're just throwing them out there like really hateful ones. I think it's definitely a symptom of something. Yeah. Like whenever someone is that hateful towards like, and, what, and I didn't like the edit. Like, and I don't. What even, does it matter? Yeah. But people are like, like, why would you be so angry that you would just write like really hurtful shit? Well, I, that's one thing. It's it's maybe I don't even think it's real. Like it's not real. It's just a an attention thing maybe, because when you say something hateful, you get attention immediately. Like, no man. That, like you're totally wrong get your head out of your ass blah 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 and I see it's the back and forth thing yeah and so, they kind of like that attention it's yeah maybe I'm, it's attention thing my friend Joey has a theory that that uh, a lot of the comments on roller news are fake that they're uh, by the the guy that runs it well, in see, an that's attempt to get more yeah. attention ah. to get the comments like more and more because like with with the hatred then there's more people that are like dude chill out like what are you talking about yeah. like not that bad but people it's Just a topic a that comes up and it's a topic that everyone is aware of yeah and uh so yeah i don't know i think it would be interesting for you guys to do an interview with the owner of that we tried did you try yeah because he you know he has to know and i guess on one on one side you can say well this is what's on there and you know I'm not doing anything it's just the people reacting to it but also there's some thought being put into what is posted on there and he knows who, who I don't know him but he has to 
you know, be aware of this as well. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it would be nice for someone to be able to interview him and how he chooses his videos and how he yeah. goes about running his website. Because it's a very influential website in roleplay. Right. But it, at the same time, it's not just a symptom of in rollerblading. Like, you look at YouTube at any... Yeah, like, it's everywhere. And it's like the same thing. It's this kind of anonymous thing where people just barf on the screen hatred. Like, yeah. It, pe- people are unhappy. A lot of people are unhappy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're just trying to be happy. I think and, that's And it. that, like... Putting that hateful comment gives them this little tiny charge of, oh yeah, it feels good to them for some yeah. reason. And and a lot of people do that. They mm-hmm. just they just project their own guilt. Yeah. That's all that that's all that is. There's projection of their yeah. own guilt. Their own guilt and Yeah. That's it. You just know that in, in, in real life these guys are super shy. They would never say yeah. something like this to someone's face. But they're that just it's an outlet for them to just nah, fuck you. This is gay. This is sucks. Yeah. Like, so and just go, get out with some skate, of that. When they go negative. skate, then they have all those rules. Yeah. They have to follow, otherwise they feel that they're gonna be fear of being judged because that's what they do. They judge themselves as well. Yeah. And they go skate and they go fuck this. I'm shit. This is shit. I should dress like this guy because this is cool right now. So they are stuck in their own poop. Yeah, existing in that mind and just being brutal. We gotta send them light because we all went through those times. Yeah, you know we all went through. We've been there. Still going through. We're still going through it. (laughs) And everything and everyone, we're all learning. And so people that spread hate within themselves, it's like not always super bright, you know. And we have to forgive them and you know let them be. And one day they're gonna find out. Wow, I was affecting all those people. Oh my god. I could have just sent like a good message and inspired those kids to get better or whatever but all I did was like projecting my own crap on them yeah you know and, and it just made their day. own crap worse yeah, yeah exactly. you know like you know that if you were acting like that online it's just gonna make skating less fun for you it's gonna make it harder for you to exactly. find your own path because you're so judgmental yes. of what other people are doing so you're doing and you, you would you're gonna be putting that same shit on yourself there you go and you're gonna be having less fun yeah, yeah. like if you don't like something, you don't like it, whatever. We all watch some stuff that's like, huh, eh, it's not my thing. It doesn't give me a charge, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to hate on it. Just, yeah, just don't watch it. Watch something else. Yeah. There's a lot of shit yeah. that you're yeah, going to like. How, and that's how we grew up. Blading <laughs> religion. Yeah, it like really was, is. Like it's so saying. similar to a religion. Yeah, it is. And it's... Uh, when you identify yourself with what you do, yeah. suddenly you have to defend what you it do because really. you think it's you. Yeah. And if someone attack or do something different that you're not... Um, agree with you don't agree with you feel like you're being attacked yeah and it's got nothing to do with you but that's how it works when you identify identify yourself with what you do or with your religion or your beliefs right same thing same same thing yeah it's like the more open you can be with others the more open you're gonna be with yourself yeah and it's more likely that you'll find the joyful act within yourself yes it's easy to say yeah and, 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 and we sit and, and it's the Dharma. It's we're not, every day. it's, it's a constant struggle. It's a constant yes. struggle and it's not, it's never like, 
you're there. It's ne- this like the idea of being enlightened. I don't think it exists. I think there's moments where you're in that zone of enlightenment, but everyone is going to fall into into those patterns. Yeah. The Pope, the Dalai yeah. Lama, yeah. Matthew Ledoux. We yeah. all we're all human. Yeah, we're all human. <laughs> we are. Well, my cats aren't human, but they're little pricks. Well, cats are interesting because they just do whatever they want. They run the show. Isn't that interesting? Dogs. So enlightenment. So is it enlightenment? Is it a direction or a destination? It's not having judgment on what's happening. It's appreciating the 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 journey. So it's like a direction. Yeah, it's so a direction. Final destination. Sorry, I cut you off, Robert. About no, cats. no, it's totally cool. You were uh, <laughs> sorry, I cut you off about cats. It wasn't that uh, deep of a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I always think about. Like, I love my dude. Cats. Dogs just, you know, dogs are always looking in your eyes, and they're always like thinking about what you're doing, and like they're never satisfied. Whereas a cat is always, pretty much always satisfied. Well, cats, cats are like they're so, always doing whatever they want. Like they're they, so they, aware of the space. They oh, won't jump yeah. on you. They won't, like... They're always aware of what's going on, and they have their place, and it's like... They're so present. They're yeah. beautiful to watch. Yeah. I love my cats yeah, to so death. Cool. Just watching them just... Like, they're just... They move so beautifully. Yeah, yeah dude. And they're so smart. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I love they're them. They're super smart. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> Cat talk. I miss them all the way home. Like, we uh, we go away quite a bit. We go back to Kamloops, me and my wife, because uh-huh. that's where her family is. And and lately we've been going back a lot because we're looking for somewhere to live there. And we always leave the cats back in Kamloops. And always like the way home, constant cat talk. Like, oh, I miss the babies. So yeah. excited to see them. Like, we're just so excited to see the cats on the way home. <laughs> Love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his cats are awesome. Nice, they're you out, got two. They're out in like the wild. Two Bengal cats. And Bengal. You let them out in the forest, and when you take them, they smell like nature. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, man. And then there's this cat that only is outside because it lived on the property before they moved there. Yeah, Philin. And it's called Philin, and it's this huge fat cat because it eats rats and it eats. Or not, I don't think there's any rats, but it eats mice and squirrels, it and it's just this it. huge. Yeah, dude, it's like she only a wild big. cat. She only like, get big before winter. Okay. In the summer, she's lean. It's like uh-huh. a real wild cat. Yeah. Like she like stocks cool. up before yeah, winter. Yeah. yeah, puts on some fat. Yeah, yeah. smart it's really girl. Cool. Yeah, wild cat. <laughs> Bengals. Bengal. Bengals. Bengal. They're like a really tall, like tall They're a mix between the wild cat and the domestic cat, fourth generation. So they have the F1, which is really big. It's the first mix with the wildcat and the domestic cat. And then the fourth breed is the Bengals, F4. F4. But they, they are totally different than normal, like regular domestic cats. Yeah. Their presence is more wild, and they get to get used to you, and they're more sensitive. And But, oh, man, so amazing. I love, I love them. Yeah, Randy Spicer has two. Yeah, he has a, a female and a male one too, and the male is like seriously ferocious. Like, <laughs> it's really loud, and it's like, and if you mess with it wrong, and it bites you, it's gonna mess you up and claw the crap out of you. It's crazy. Not mine though. Yeah, no, his his cats don't even have claws. I didn't took them out. 
they were like that in my gut then. Oh, okay. I would have never done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. Okay, good. The dude loves Kevin. I just want to let everyone know. <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. Ripping out their claws, oh, declawing cats is like, yeah. the, it's like torturing them. Yeah. But, but they're fine. They're super happy. Mm-hmm. So like, it doesn't, at the end, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're easier to play with that way. Yeah. yeah. They box. They don't mm-hmm. cut. Mm-hmm. Cut your flesh. Yeah. What did I miss? <laughs> Some cat talk. Yeah. Cat talk. And uh, hate, hate on message board. Hate, yeah, moving on on the message board. Hate. Mm-hmm. We came to the conclusion that they're they're only hurting themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people really take a lot of time to write. Like, some hate is very. Like you know, someone was so upset that it took them like. <laughs> they were upset. They processed it. It's almost like they watched the edit. They went off to do their own thing. Like. I have to like tell this guy how angry he made me. And they would take the time. So mad. And now we're taking the time to talk about them. Yeah. Only because we love them. Yeah. If all the respect what Rob said about it. If you ever hate any of my edits, you can write me a personal message about it and let me know how it made you feel. Yeah. Call me, we'll talk about it. And I'll read it on air. I'll give you a platform. <laughs> it would yeah. be amazing if someone was to do a podcast with you, like someone who really hates you. <laughs> oh, a live, a live, live. chat room. Oh, yeah. that would be amazing. But that's the thing is you wouldn't get, yeah. no. you, it wouldn't, they wouldn't express it. Why didn't you change your voice? You didn't like in, in like <laughs> documentaries and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, I do bad. This I fucking guy. Stupid total. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so gay. Oh, you guys love getting that stuff. I've oh. seen it. That'd be amazing. Uh-huh. That'd be so With funny. the hood? People say it's gay. I don't understand that metaphor. It's gay. It is nice that it some people afterwards leave beautiful comments too yeah. it drives people to be yeah. positive and yeah. like oh yeah you know yeah people like, get defensive towards other people yeah, yeah. Like, yeah people defend like you stick up for it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I never it's an interesting play yeah. on, on like never like yeah, I comment I'm on other people commenter. like I would comment if I like an edit but I wouldn't comment like if someone talks shit no, I would never no. ever like respond. No. It's like I would enjoy it, but, but yeah. Uh, hey, I'm just... not gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hook up with chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Defending yourself is the f- is like a very funny act. Yeah. On I the internet as well. On the internet, yeah. I think my biggest accomplishment was like an edit that I got 126 comments on Roller News. Wow. That, that's yeah, that's a lot. I don't think I've ever had that many. It was a, a lot, lot of hate. Conversation. That was a, oh, it was a lot of hate? One. I remember that one. It I was, loved it. I loved it, 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 it too. It was, yeah. Usually those polarizing edits, those ones that get so much comments like hate and love, yeah. those are always the best ones. It didn't get like that many views or anything, but it was just like... I think almost like anyone like I don't know a lot of people wanted to comment and I feel like it was more of an accomplishment than 
and they're like winning some competition or something. It's like, fuck, 126 comments. Wow. How many how many talk. comments did you get for your most recent one? Not much. Like, Not much. Like thirty. And let me say <laughs> that that Leon's most recent rollerblading edit was amazing. Oh, and man. I I was watching it with Matthew, and I was just like, this is rollerblading. Like this is encompassing like everything in rollerblading, and Leon is just doing everything, like steroids, grinds. He was just like, and everything was so fluid and like natural and like graceful. It was like the best thing I'd seen in a long Very time. Graceful. For me, I was just like, he's he's doing it. He is rollerblading like everything, and uh, and I just wanted Thank to you. tell you that because it was awesome. Yeah. I haven't posted it yet on Facebook. From, uh, from you. I've been I've been getting into not recently, but just the habit of just really just posting things that I really enjoy and and posting why I enjoy them, and uh, it's kind of like a dual positive action because it's like I feel good expressing this thing that I like and sharing it and then I find that other people you know they join in on the same thing kind of like on the opposite of the whole hate commentary yeah. like people will go yeah that was so awesome like that was great thanks for sharing this you know or you know leave that kind of thing yeah. and um, I've been enjoying doing that lately although I haven't done that for your <laughs> most recent edit but now it'll be funny for me to do it um, it's a lot more powerful to post what you like yeah and to why focus on on the good yeah this turned me on and you're voting for it you're voting for it to be seen and, and you want you know you want your people it's a loving act you're sharing yeah. something that yeah. you love and then and then yeah. people can talk about it with you in a positive way and, and if you're sharing to, that inspiration yeah. you're like this inspired me check it out it'll probably give you some good vibes yeah, yeah. you know you know what I was trying to do, like com- about what you said, how you want to make sure that um, to make other people happy. Like, well, so I, the I, tricks you choose to do. Yeah. I guess because I, while well, I work and I deal with not just aggressive skaters, so I wanted to. I always felt, um, and I love like when I interact with non-aggressive skaters, like whether they're like into race or whatever, like slalom. Like, they're still just as addicted to, mm-hmm. to skating as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt like like I do enjoy to do all those, like, other aspects of skating. And I guess if I just do aggressive, those people wouldn't, they can't relate relate yeah. to it. Yeah. So I guess with the edit, I, was, I knew that, like, maybe, not with the edit, just the way I choose to skate now. Yeah. I know some aggressive skaters would say, well, it's not aggressive enough. But it's it's almost like a. It's, <laughs> it sounds so it's pretty passive. Dude. It's not it's not powerful enough. That's inflating. Um, so I, I'd kind of like almost try to figure out like in between where I can, almost satisfy like yeah. the regular random like fifty year old guy that comes into yeah. my store. Yeah, yeah. He would be like, okay, like I can kind of understand like you're going and, you know, yeah. like aggressive skating is so unrelatable. Like we took it to such an extreme now, that like other disciplines of skating they just like they can't comprehend like the tricks like mm-hmm. why is he like doing all this to this to that mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just looks too confusing it doesn't yeah. make sense sometimes when I try to look at it from you know like from yeah. when I show someone I don't know sometimes we would have like an edit on the front page about aggressive skating and you know customers would say oh that's really cool edit I, it's interesting how you guys 
because all of a sudden we have different visitors on the website that's not just aggressive oh, skaters oh. and i get like a lot of feedback and i'm kind of like yeah, i can see how you would not get why we would put it on the front page you know yeah yeah, yeah it's <clears throat> rollerblading as a whole is interesting how we completely completely really really separated ourselves from the rest of rollerblading yeah and uh but it's funny because that's the thing that if it wasn't for rollerblading, we wouldn't be where we are. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like we were spawned from the popularity of rollerblading, like Arlo and Chris Edwards and these people took it and, and made it grinding and spinning, but it wouldn't exist if rollerblading wasn't big. And I think that's, I mean, I'm surprised what we do in the streets and whatever is even surviving still. Cause that's not what makes the money. Like, recreational mm -hmm. skates was what made yeah, the money too. It never was. Hockey, was. recreation, cruising on the beach, that's millions were doing that. They weren't doing aggressive. Yeah. Like yeah. people had that option and they did go to it, but it wasn't uh, you know, aggressive skating wasn't bringing in all the money for rollerblading. But it was it used to advertise like like Chris Edwards would be like the face. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He mm -hmm. would advertise for fitness skating yeah it was almost like oh if you get like really good at skating you can go on the ramps and go high and yeah. do like yeah so yeah he was still like that was the marketing where now aggressive skating is like you can't it went so far and it's so confusing and complicated that you can't use this as a marketing tool for like a regular skater no people can't relate and i guess that's like i guess my skating is just maybe it comes from like a business point mm -hmm. that like I just want it to be more relatable and yeah. not that I think like my skating is that amazing it's not bad <laughs> <laughs> nice I'm but glad I, you think that about yourself <laughs> but I want to influence other people yeah. like I wish like pros would put out edits that would be more in that direction yeah. of like fuck like what aggressive skaters would think about me and like make an edit that anyone can like say wow mm -hmm. that's like cool like he just goes fast I think Richie and like Dustin like yeah. would put out those edits in Barcelona where it, mm -hmm. you know and like dude the Tron yeah yeah and the aggressive Tron skaters can't, it was mm -hmm. so good aggressive skaters can't like talk shit about it because like th at the same time they can put out other edits that would put everyone to shame I think it's time to expand yeah I think it's yeah. a movement that's yeah. already happening yeah. right now just I don't know when Robidian become grinding like at one point yeah, it exactly. becomes grinding yeah I know at first it was super cool. It was new and all the way like, those guys were doing it. And I was like, wow, with the grind. And then everything went towards grinding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Roller grinding, as Tom Heiser calls it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roller grinding. Yes, there's gaps. Okay, yeah. Ice gap and grinding. Awesome. Wall rides. Okay. But then what? Like, there's so much to explore. Yeah. So much. And then I love grinding. Don't get me wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. But there's so much more. But it, yeah, it's just one aspect. Exactly. But then everything everyone focus on grinding. A lot of the, the technology rolling. really has evolved just to improve grinding. Yes. Well, the whole focus on, on yeah. technology is yeah. just... The wheel size got smaller. Yeah. yeah. How can we make grinding better? Bigger yeah. sole plates and... Mm -hmm. CDS Detroit. But I but think the speed aspect is coming back again. Yeah. I think 56, 57 is just way too small of a wheel. And we want to travel faster, you know? Rollerblading one aspect of it that makes it so fun is just ripping around going fast yeah mm. that is fun yeah I do like being close to the ground though 
There's yeah, something about being thing. close yeah, that's to true. the ground true. that you 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 lose it's it. Really true. The bigger the wheels are, you lose that's it. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's a different feeling. Yeah. It's, I think we it, need to focus on getting the wheels closer to the feet. I think that's a big thing. I agree. Um, I fully agree. They can be. As close as possible. As close yeah. as possible. Without touching. Yeah. yeah. We need to cut. The balance of speed and... So within the sole plate makes space for the, the wheels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. We, we could get surgery where we had holes in the yeah. feet and <laughs> yes. that's where the wheels are. Yes. So our, our feet are literally really like dedicated, an inch from the ground really dedicated with a nice big <laughs> wheel. <laughs> and then well, bones implanted that are the axle of the skate. That's the future. <laughs> the future. Robo blading. Yeah. Organic blading. Well, 100% organic. <laughs> this is for vegans. <laughs> Vegan <laughs> blading. It's a part of your body. Yeah, be blading. B1. Yeah, the this sort of were testing equipment and ideas. And we had like a rolling suit. A, a rolling suit? Yeah, so basically we had like frames on our forearms. Nice. We had wheels on our knees and on our waist. And... Um, there was a huge rolling where we went. It was like in Muskoka wood. And it was like a vert ramp with a rolling on top. It's like a big rolling. A vert <laughs> ramp rolling. Yeah. And for some reason, I thought it would be a cool idea to try and drop in with that suit. <laughs> and I had 50-50 frames and eulogy wheels on the thing. And super fast. <laughs> so I almost, when I dropped, my feet went almost over my head. And scorpion all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> super close to actually breaking my back. <laughs> But I still went through it and did it and almost bit, did an air on the vert no on the other way. side. Yeah, I have footage. I'll show you right <laughs> Dude, it was insane. Yeah. We tested so many crazy ideas. Like, there was a, a, a jump, like a launch box, and there would be a guy s- standing on top, like maybe 12 feet in the air, and we had handles on our skates. So we would jump, take the jump box, launch off, like a semi backflip, like our feet in the air first, and the guy would catch our legs and make us swing, and then release us, and we'd do like a gainer front flip and land in the in the in the landing, <laughs> a cradle. This like is full what on crazy. So this was on like a, a hu- uh, like a mega ramp type thing. No, it's just a regular launch box. Launch, a launch box. box. Okay, right. with a start ramp. Yeah, with a start launch ramp. box. Yeah. And there was a guy in, in a crane, up higher. On the middle of the launch box, doesn't catch you, yeah. cool. and it would catch us. We had a, <laughs> we had security launches, like we had um, ropes in case, like, so the, like, like a whole scary. shebang, like a whole setup for it. And we tested so many crazy ideas, like, like nothing worked, eh? Not well, really, no. Which is we have a winch, mm-hmm. and we're like maybe twenty, like thirty feet away from a big launch, like a ski bump, a jump, like big jump. We had this winch super fast, like let go to winch and you take that thing and like do double back backflip and like skiing jumps. It was so cool. It's so, actually cool. Have you guys uh, used the bungee? No, I've never used no, it. No, like it does look we cool. went we went on the tour this year, like the Tasker out. Yeah. And Kenny Talpa brought the bungee cord. Yeah, for snowboard and ski. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he brought it for pop contest. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I don't know if you guys seen the footage, but. Yeah. For the pop contest here, it was like the day before we went on tour. Huge gap. Yeah, this really big gap over like this rail, and you like. That was huge. <laughs> and they took like the bungee cord, and like 
like across the you whole get like a few park. guys to help you like pull oh, yeah. it back stretch it back really hard like a slingshot it was and then you release it and you just get so much speed like Whoa. right away and he like yeah he five forty over this like Whoa. rail it was like massive Wow. Yeah, wow. But then on tour, we got, uh, yeah, we used it once. It was like the most ridiculous jump, and Daddy Beer, yeah, got like bunchy towed in and pretty much cleared the whole thing. But it was unreal. Like, there's open so many possibilities. Crazy speed. Yeah. So, back to the Cirque du Soleil thing, yeah. like, they were just like paying to just test out different ideas that they could incorporate into an act. Yeah, I did, I did this roller coaster rail. Like, yeah, you showed me the footage like for that. 15 feet in the air. And this was... And it goes like and this. And it goes like a snake all the way down. Well, did, did you... Was it a part of the Cirque du Soleil? It was, part, it was for the show Love, the Beatles show. Yeah. So I did the bleeding thing, and then they called me back for more like um, research and development. So I went to the studio, and I worked there for four months, and we actually built a part of the show. Whoa! And we did some crazy stuff. It was so fun and it was so like challenging. We had a bungee rope attached to the ceiling, which was like thirty feet in the air, and attached to the, the ground. So basically, you would what you would do, you would crank it up a bit, jump. It would propel you higher, and as you as you jump, you you climb a bit higher. So when you land, you have more momentum, and you can climb higher and higher and higher until like. You're 25 feet in the air and riding this bungee. So you jump from A to B and come back and forth. But every time you do it, you got more momentum. So you can climb higher and higher. And then someone is waiting at the bottom and he takes your rebound. And his first first jump is like 25 feet. It was like amazing. And then they offered me a contract to work in Vegas for three years. And I I said, thank you, but I wanted to do stunts. And I was dead broke. I was like... $15,000 $15,000 under like broke I had nothing and he said yeah it's like uh, it was like 60 grand a year whatever in Vegas and he gave me a contract in a, in, a, in a pen and I had nothing in front of me but I knew I wanted to do stunts so and I said thank you but I have other dreams right now nice. wow. and I said no and I think like a week or two after I was on 300 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. holy shit yeah. wow faith, faith does everything when you believe in something it just manifests and, itself in and when, you never when you're expect. you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. most people should probably take the 60 <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. I had a dream Concerned about the when does the SkyTrain run to? I gotta drive you home. Oh yes, you are. But we it takes all concern but, away. But Alex left, so we're gonna have to get to the store because I left the car there. Okay. But we can take a cab there, or we can walk if the night is nice. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. Or yeah, it's been a while That's now. Exciting. How long has it been talking? Uh, one forty-six. One hour forty-six minutes. Wait, yeah. something else you would like to talk yeah. about? Yeah, we're going to keep rolling. We got, we'll keep it rolling. Okay, yeah. cool. No rush. Yeah. I didn't have any topics. No. Oh, freestyle. Don't need topics. No. We got, we got four awesome brains.
Who needs nice. topics? Who needs preparation? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes make awesome sounds. Yeah. yeah. Assholes are the best comedians. They say anything and people laugh. Doesn't even matter. He's been after 30 years, always surprise you in a way. <laughs> yeah. Want to talk about the mysterious boom in the sky? Yeah, the sonic boom. Sonic boom. What does it mean? Where does it come from? I don't know. It's magic. Let's talk about 20, December 21st. No, I'm just kidding. December 21st, yeah. December 21st. Let's talk about what December 21st Hopefully some shit goes down. It'll be it's already happening. It is. It really is. You can feel the collective consciousness consciousness shifting already big time old patterns are falling down like all like way of thinking are falling down people are realizing like the whole material thing doesn't necessarily bring you happiness or fulfillment in your life you know mm-hmm. yeah and there's so much more that we could talk about deeper but it's not the right topic right now <laughs> well nothing is the right topic Nothing is the wrong yeah. topic. Not, yeah. Everything yeah. is the it's, right topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to be said. Yeah, it's you know, a it's it's, like, it's a huge topic, yeah. and and it's it's, it's true. Itself. There's the the consciousness is changing. Oh yeah. The global consciousness big and time. and the way everyone is experiencing reality yeah. is changing big yeah. time. Yeah, and in many ways, 20, 2012 is real. Like yeah. we are amidst a crazy transformation yeah. of life of people we don't notice it as much because we live it day to day but if you look at it from an outside perspective shit is going down like we communicate with each other so instantaneously and our our reality is so different than what people experienced in the 80s and the 90s yeah it's crazy it's it's awesome it's 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 we should be in constant awe of what's going on oh yeah all but day we're, was like we're accustomed to it. We should be. Yeah. We should. We should look around it. Like, look at what we are doing. Yeah. We are sharing our conversation with the world. We're sharing our conversation with thousands of people across the whole world, who are going to be listening to it in in their in their ears, in their brains. We're transmitting our thoughts to people all around the globe. Wow. It, it's crazy. It's yeah. it's amazing that what we live in. We live in this crazy technological soup. That soup. Is it, yeah, this this just mishmash of yeah. uh, seven billion people experiencing this technological breakthrough, where it's growing exponentially, and and our and what we are capable of now, next year, yeah, mm-hmm. this is gonna be old. What we're doing now, it, it, it's yeah. it's growing so rapidly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we won't even need machine to communicate. Nope, it'll be all in us it'll be a part of us exactly it'll be integrated with yeah. us it's it's pretty freaky like our whole everything that we experience yeah will be recorded i was i was saying, everything everything i was saying the other day picture like a someone for you know i don't know maybe from 1400 like something way back someone way yeah. back like i know which year maybe like before christ you take that person you put it in imax 3D full out sound movie avatar. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. Yes! <laughs> and then you, you sit him there 
and he said, okay, this hold thing. on, and then you press play. <laughs> Holy crap. He goes yeah. crazy. They're, they would die. Oh, yeah, for They sure. would die yeah. of, of awe. Yeah. yeah. It would be too much. Their heart would explode. <laughs> They wouldn't know. Just yeah. their brain would just be like, "What? What is going on?" I don't. There would be un. They yeah. couldn't comprehend. And this the is experience. exactly what's happening now for us. The transformation could not be too quick, and we couldn't see everything that's going on beyond the physical reality because it would die. It would be too much to take in. Exactly the same as if we would take someone for before Christ mm-hmm. and put it in a movie theater. We couldn't handle it. So slowly, we're being introduced to more psychic. Um, I would say psychic, but like senses. Well, not really, it's like senses. Psychic. Or yeah, you think about someone and he calls you. Eventually, it'd be so like direct that you wouldn't even have to call you. You'll know that he answered your question or whatever, or yeah. you know. So and then seeing stuff, seeing energy auras, or seeing like there are different dimensions because there are so many dimensions inter uh, interacting right now, mm-hmm. and it's they're all merging. But if it if it would be all at once, we couldn't handle it. It would yeah. be too much. It would be too much information, too much. Or if you're aware of yes. everything that you can be aware of in this moment, you, 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 your brain can't. Your brain naturally filters things. Yes. It's, it can only be aware of so much. Or exactly. In order to focus, in order to live and sustain all these organs that yeah. are doing all these functions all at the same time, yeah. it's like no, we can't be aware of everything. No. We gotta just. A few simple things is good. That's yeah. enough challenge for us. Conscious can grow only little by little. But then we cannot handle it. Technology opens up all these windows yeah. where it's like, oh, I'm looking at India. This is what's going on in Japan. Uh-huh. This is, oh, I can read about this crazy thing that this scientist discovered. Like straight from his brain, yeah. it can enter my brain, and I can gain a quick understanding of it. It's like those steps, the steps to communicate with people and to share with people is getting shorter and shorter and shorter to the point where it will just be, I can see exactly what you're seeing. I know exactly what Rob's thinking. It's all just, and we're in it. We become, become, (laughs) yeah, we are slowly becoming a one big global consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're already doing it to so many extents. Like Rob's telling me these stories about his life. And I know them. I know the stories before he tells them because I've witnessed his fucking life. I've seen the Warrior Institute. <laughs> I have seen him oh, win these yeah. uh, this IMYTA. I've seen him. I've watched this guy grow up. I've I've yeah. I met Rob for the first time tonight. Yet I know him yeah. as well yeah. as I know a lot of people in my life. Yeah. And it's like. It's not like we just met tonight. No, We've known each all. other yeah. for a long time. I looked at you and I was like, yeah, yeah what's up? Yeah. Yeah. We know each other. Yeah. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. We've just never seen face to face. Awakening. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's so, it, the funniest thing about right now to me is like, when you don't see anyone for a long time and you go into your normal habit of like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good. How are you? I'm going good. What have you been up to? Well, yeah, you know, I went to this uh, skate park. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, you know, I, I went and hung out with my... Yeah, I saw that, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw your post. I know what you're doing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I post stuff, and everyone sees it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that that happens. It's so funny. Like, you don't... You're just posting this stuff, 
but there's no experience. You don't get to experience other people looking at it. Yeah. You yeah. just so it doesn't even exist until they go, "Hey, man, that was really cool when you did that thing, or you went over here and did the thing." And they're like, "Oh yeah, that." Uh, we forget like posted that. that. <laughs> of yeah, the yeah. Post. It almost all, it, you can instantly go deeper because yeah, I, I already know all these like details. Yeah. Let's go deeper and like. I know you're at the Warrior Institute. What is that? Yeah. Like, it can instantly more information to be taken in because I've already had this warm up yeah, of like true. seeing all these some images and deeper. little posts, yeah. and I can put together the framework. So let's go deeper with it. You know, that's mm -hmm. like our, our level of communicating with each other is getting sharper and sharper and more efficient. What we yeah. can pack into a, a couple hours of hanging out is yeah. more than it was and yeah eventually we won't even have to talk almost no but why do you think that is why do I think communication is getting like this it's a desire it's a human desire to communicate with each other and to share like what yeah. we experience and to, yeah. and to get it from other people and technology reflects that our technology is a constant refinement of our desire to communicate, communicate. with each other yeah. uh -huh. so it's communicate globally it's it's uh, fulfilling that human desire. Yeah. I read a book years ago, and I read it again a few months ago. And it's about Spalding. Is uh, Spalding wrote it? It's a, a group of guy who went to Tibet and Nepal way back in the nine, in the like eighty eighty something eighteen something. And those masters over there talked about America and how our technology. Or he said it was going to happen, and basically it happened because I read the big the book a few months ago again, and they say how technology will evolve to one point where we're going to communicate together like so quick and fast, and eventually we'll go even beyond it and realize we don't even need technology to communicate. But this is our how we, it's going to manifest itself. That's I can't even explain it. In it almost, it's hard for me in English too because I'm French, but it's like. Like you said, technology is reflecting our need to communicate, and through technology, um, I guess you're gonna have to edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Sorry, like, is it, is it, <laughs> I, will it almost? It'll almost prove to us our own psychic abilities. There you go, perfectly. In a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. The more we have this technology, the more we don't even need it because it shows us we were capable of it the whole time yes and that's true in a lot of ways like the the amount of novelty that happens in people's lives is, is going up and up the amount of like these synchronistic events that yeah. just seem like how did I know that or yeah. Like, yeah human ability is being jacked like we have so much ability but also distraction yeah all in the same coin yeah. It's like the kids growing up. We talk about the kids growing up. They have so much ability to draw whatever inspiration they want to draw to learn. You can learn anything. Yeah. If you want, you just pick pick a topic. Yeah. You can be an expert at it in a month. Yeah. If, if you with, have the with focus. Yeah. yeah. Anything. Well, maybe not a month. Maybe if not a, yeah, if yeah. the topics rocket I don't know, science. Kids nowadays, it might take a little smart. longer. <laughs> but like a simple topic, you can become. You can learn so much about it in. Like, there's so much information available. I renovated my place a while back. I had never done any work like that, any renovations. Everything I learned, I would just Google. 
uh, YouTube, like, oh, how do you tile a floor? There's a dozen tutorials, a a guy showing you how to tile your floor. Like, okay, watch this. Okay, learn how to do it. You know, the power that we have. But then it's also the distraction. It's also the the, the overwhelming. Like, you can learn anything. So you don't learn anything because you can't decide what to learn. I get stuck in that cycle (laughs) sometimes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's so many things. It's like a free. And you night. want to do all it's of like, them at once. What should I do? How can I take advantage of this time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's tough to uh, decide. You gotta really go deep into your heart and see what it calls for. Yeah. And then follow that path and master it, and then you can share it after and you know pass it on. Otherwise, like it doesn't matter either way, but. I learned everything I know on a keyboard slash piano from the internet. A keyboard slash piano? Well, I started on a keyboard, but I like playing piano because it's nice. When I'm around one. Nice. You play piano? When I'm, yeah. There's like four songs that I learned, and I just, every time I'm at one, I like play it. And uh, so fun. Me too. There'll, there'll be actually a lot of footage in this Nomad. I went on this Nomad tour for Nomad Skate Shop in Paris. See, again, I saw a photo of you playing the piano in an airport. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was that, too. Well, I, that's when I went and did the marathon, and uh, one of the presidents from Rollerblade was like, Rob, they have a piano in here. You got to come check it out, because he has a piano, and I played it there. And it was echoing off the entire airport, Whoa. and it was just, you know, I just play what I know, and I get better at it because I do it over and over again. But I have these songs that I play, and I just started playing all of them, and to like see what that was how that was affecting the environment at the airport was just it was awesome like people were coming up to me and thanking me people were smiling at me people were you know just genuinely like it was making their experience at the airport more enjoyable and i was just like wow like just the power of like making music it made me like even want to play music and be at a concert or something to make that many people happy at the same time like what a feeling yeah yeah, it's a crazy feeling and I only got a little bit from like a couple people um but that was incredible that made me it this whole thing is just making me think about like live music in the streets and stuff because I think in 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 Europe or I can't remember exactly where but they have these three days in Switzerland when I was there it was going on where they have everyone goes out in the streets and plays music for three days just you got an instrument I guess this is how it goes I don't know the exact you know how it exactly goes but when I was in Switzerland when we were skating and filming there were pianos everywhere and I played every single one that I found and I found three that day there were three (laughs) all around Geneva when we were going to skate spots like I just heard them and I was like what there's piano here play that one Go to the second one. Is that in front of a grocery store? There's an old man playing it. Waited for my turn. Played that. And Matthew Heinemann filmed filmed all of it. Nice. And then like the last spot, I was kind of not really feeling like skating. And then off in the distance, like what is that? Whoa! And then I find it, and it's another piano. And I just played that one too. It was that idea of music in the street and live music in the street and just bringing life into the streets? I think is awesome. That's what I would like to see. It. 2012 <laughs> or like and beyond is just more 
life in, in outside, more life in the streets, more dancing, more singing. It's like, that's my vision for the future. If I have like a dream vision for life on planet Earth, it's like people outside singing and playing and dancing. And, you know, I think, I think there is a big resurgence of like the live performance. And yeah. like people yeah. put a, are starting to appreciate that a lot yeah. more. Because everything is so private and you experience everything just by yourself on yeah. a computer like it's gone very extreme in that direction yeah. that I think there will be a, a slingshot back to getting together mm-hmm. and and experiencing things as a group and, yeah. and experiencing live music yeah because live music it's you're getting that the vibration of live music like at its in its purest form not digitized because when you digitize music it's broken in ones and zeros and yeah. it's chopped up and when you're getting a live vibration, it's affecting you that much more, like the feeling yeah. of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's amazing. Live shows are amazing. And, and then you combine like experiencing it as a group, like as a big group of people that yeah. are all feeling the same thing. And that intensifies your experience because yeah. you're experiencing everyone's experience yeah. in a certain uh-huh. way. And, and then that it creates the elevates space. it and it just, yeah. it can be so powerful. Music and sounds are so powerful. Yeah. It was a creation of the universe. Mm-hmm. Unique Sound. verse. One verse. That's it. One yeah. verse. Yeah, yeah. We're like sounds and vibe frequency, that's what we are basically. Yeah. You know, at the beginning it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Sound. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And like, we've been, Robert and I, we've been playing music together and he's so good like he comes up with rhythms and like just you got a nice voice yeah, yeah. sing nice sing voice. sing 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 let it be known I've just been <laughs> testing my I've been playing with yeah. my voice lately and uh you know I love singing I think everyone loves singing but no 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 not everyone I mean no 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 well, no when people, ever, people can't sing well, people don't have the ability to let go that's and, and exactly let it, it. rip I, I think sing. everyone can yeah. people people are yeah. singing is such a scary thing it, it it reveals so much well you're being honest you're expressing yeah. yourself you're putting yourself to be good you need there. to and but you have to practice and mm. be shitty at something at first yeah you know and uh yeah I guess I <laughs> we, would have pretty those, good. we had this night where we start playing like Native American like oh we had a Native American jam freestyle it it was first it was Matthew and his wife playing drums and then I pulled out this other drum and I started banging it and then I started going like I started just freestyling some sounds I was like what would Native American music sound like I don't know like and then I was like I think I was like Yahweh no 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 that wasn't something yeah, along the would, lines and I would just do the same thing over and over again you know because it's like okay I'm making this cool sound and then I would I come just, in and like add oh, to he it oh he would add to it too and then at one point I was just like channeling this energy because <laughs> my house and my land is really there's a lot of native energy uh, like to uh, around it in yeah. the house like a lot of native American so much like, yeah spirit there like yeah. brings it out there's one point we're doing his friend came over and we were shooting bows and arrows and I have a picture on my Instagram where I'm looking like uh, just some, I, 
it's like, really there's cool. a painting of, Shooting a, of, a, of a warrior hunter from native on my shed, woodshed. Like, this is so much. Yeah. So we just tapped into it. So we just and tapped like, into it and let it express through yeah, us. And it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, we were, we had so much energy after. We're like, wow, that was amazing. And just like <laughs> jumping all over the house. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. There's something about coming together to unify and harmonize yeah, in anything, totally. just like what you're talking about with the video. Yeah. You know? Combining a music and a song and it's like when you get this rhythm or, you know, harmonize things, there's this energy that's generated and it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean you harmonize anything like we become one. Even now, like let's do it. All Ready? right. I'll start it. Okay. Right. Ready? So you just try to match what I'm saying. There's certain pitches you yeah, hit, vibrations, and vibrations that yeah. you hit, and uh, it's something we've been experimenting with yeah. lately. And I used to experiment with kids at Lake Owen like this, because there's a song, the Aaron Feinberg section in Mind Game, where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV on, TV on the yeah, radio. TV on the radio, and me and Adam Bender would get these kids who were like, all right, let's do it, guys, and we'd all just like do it, like do the. at the same time and then everyone would be like oh wow that was so sick like oh and and people around us are like what are you guys doing but it's like by doing that it, it affects you in such an awesome way and I was getting the people on it the connects nomad. You. Yeah, yeah it, it connects does. you it does. everyone focuses on one thing and when everyone focuses on one thing a lot of energy yeah. is like fuck created. yeah yeah that's why like group meditation is so powerful if every human being on the planet would unite one one at a specific time and meditate about cleaning the water or creating something with the power of intention or power mm -hmm. we have all together it would happen almost instantly mm -hmm. you know and that's why like all this shift happening in 2012 once we all become one or really close to become all one basically we're all the same thing we all from the same source and then we can create whatever we want on mm -hmm. earth like we are the master, we are the painters, uh, painting painters, painters yeah. yeah, painters yeah, we are the creators here. I think that's what we've, me and Matthew lately, have just been experiencing yeah. this um, understanding of that, and and with going back to the whole twenty one or December twenty first, twenty twelve yeah. thing, uh, you know, the big hype of it is it's the end of the world and you know, just end of days and all this destructive stuff, but really. It's going to be whatever we choose it to be as a collective, as human beings on earth. And, uh, and that's the reality. And when people come together and decide something, it's very powerful. Like it's, so I think right now it's a, it's a transition into us realizing that and that our choice is powerful. And then if everyone can come together and, and make choices together, respectful of each other, um, we can change everything. We can change everything yeah. instantaneously. We're yeah. people are powerful. Yeah. One person, and you know this through history, one person causes a lot of change. Imagine a lot of people doing that. Yeah. You know, at the same time. So it's I think it's this realizing this 
creative power that each one of us has and uh, learning to find our place in life, you know, because I, for me personally, I like to go back to viewing things as systems and, you know, humanity is like a system on this planet and uh, it's all over the place and it's not unified at all. And uh, everyone's just trying to figure out where to be, who to be, what to be, because really none of us know, you know, we're all learning what to be and where to be and who to be. And I think that when people find their place, which is find what they love to do, um, what makes them happy, what makes them fulfilled, because I think that's what we want to do ultimately as humans. I think if everyone finds their place, then the system will work more efficiently because everyone will be doing what they're quote unquote supposed to be doing, you know, or, or want to be doing. I think there's a, there's a balance with what you should be doing and what you like to be doing, you know, following your dreams. And, and a lot of people don't get that opportunity or don't grow up believing that. And I think we have to believe that right now. And I think if everyone follows that inside, then everyone will be where they need to be. More people of, will be happy. And more people will be happy. More people At the will same be fulfilled. Time. Yeah. And then more people will be able to help other, more, yeah. other people yeah. get and to I think, those places and more I think gratitude. everyone has their place I think people love to people love to drive a bus or people love to garden yeah. or people love you know but not everyone feels like they can do these things or we're, we don't have a system that supports that yeah. so I feel like this old system or that we've been existing in is crumbling and a new system is starting to form and uh, we all just have to you know do our best to find what makes us happy and do totally. it and do it now yeah. like now is the time to and have gratitude to do it. and have gratitude gratitude for being here on this planet and experiencing this life you know even if it's really hard coming coming down here and experience yeah. this because you know but at the same time when you feel like gratitude it's just more rewarding at the end yeah you know for the people you love for everything breathing just for breathing i think there's just been so much focus on on making money production yeah. Yeah, and production, it, it yeah. clouds you from the things that are really important yes. like like the moments like it's like everything is like okay I'm making this much an hour and at the end of the week I get this that's that's great you need you need to make money but yeah. but the most important thing is to this right now this yeah it doesn't matter if you're making money it's this experience is beyond whatever money it's yeah. I'm breathing and I'm talking to people and I'm sharing my ideas and I'm in like and you have to you have to do you need to do things for money but you should do things that you love to do regardless yes and then money is this bonus thing it's yeah. like we're gonna work we're, we want to wake up and we want to be productive and creative. we want to do things and creative. be creative yeah. mm -hmm. and we're gonna do it so do something that you want to be doing and you'll make some money and that'll that sustains you but mm. it's about the doing it's about yeah. what you are doing it's not about the check at the end yeah. mm -hmm. the check is great you can take joy in that but mm. you need to be doing mm -hmm. things that you want to yeah. be doing yeah. you need to be doing. yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like life is being here on this planet like for everyone who listens and all of us it's such an amazing experience it's overwhelming at times but mm -hmm. picture like 
okay, we just go into another planet and we have to explain how it is to be a human being on the planet. It's impossible. There's so much. <laughs> just explaining how it feels, heat. Mm -hmm. how, how does it feel, heat? Or love. How do you explain love? <laughs> well, this is overwhelming feeling that, what do you mean? I don't understand. Or heat. Our heat is like it's hot. Oh, what do you mean it's hot? <laughs> well, you know, you feel this on your body. It's like tingling. I don't understand. What do you mean? Like it's indescribable. You can like words help us to communicate, but the true experience is yeah. worthless. We can only communicate with each other because we have a reference point yes. of like, okay, you have a body. Okay, yeah. this is exactly. You have skin. Okay, yeah. this this heat is like <laughs> you feel it on your skin, yeah. right? It's like yeah. a hot temperature, a burning sensation yeah. on your skin. But yeah, trying to exp words. What are what what are delivery system for the message that you want to convey to yeah. the person because we labeled everything tell tele tele telepathy telepathy yeah. yeah it's like a tree we label everything symbols yeah. that you understand Symbol. i always trip out on language language is yeah. so crazy to me like how did like the first how did where did language come from it's like all these people making these grunts and these n noises and yeah. like mm, 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 i think mm, that does, mm, mm. I think and then somehow people all agree that these these like these words mean something yeah i like, think it comes out of the necessity what, to express what, a certain thing yeah you know it comes out of it definitely comes out of this like core desire that again to communicate to, yeah. to express and like the, the development of language was a huge stepping stone in getting us to communicate way more efficiently yeah. and way more it's all like if you trace it all back it's all about our desire to communicate like, mm -hmm. to communicate different things yeah. Yeah. even and skating yeah, is like yeah. it's a form of communication yeah, yeah. it is I'm gonna go pee yeah. alright are you getting another I'm gonna communicate with the toilet with my dick now it's with urine now it's Leon's interview time can you bring me <laughs> bring me a beer I can do that sir after cool. I pee questions first Leo me why yeah. why don't you interview me or okay. Matt or Matt why don't you interview how about everyone has to ask someone a question okay I have a question for okay. you how do you balance so well mm. I don't I like balancing it's a game so I think when you make something a game and you do it a lot, you get good at it. It's it's a feeling, you know? It's a, there's a certain, it's like a control, almost. Mm -hmm. And it's feeling that you have control on, while, be, while being on this, while being on something. And you can be relaxed and not feel like you're balancing at all. Mm -hmm. I think that's what the best feeling is, is like, balancing when you're when you don't feel like you're balancing when you don't have to yeah. think about it or struggle with it finding that point that is like perfect on something mm -hmm. and then just relaxing and flowing with that i think is and uh you know i used to watch mad beef dave kolash yes. and like all of Nebraska. You know, a lot of dudes from the Midwest, you know, they were yeah, that's true. all about balancing long kink rails and balancing long rails, and yeah. and that's what I grew up skating with, and, yeah, and being influenced by. I mean, me and uh, Jason Howard used to just when we first learned about grinding rails, when we saw Mad Beef, we were like, "Whoa, you can grind down rails!" We were so excited. At the local high school, they were just these long flat rails, and we used to just 
help each other up on the rails yeah. and just send each other down the rails. Like yeah. sometimes we use chairs. We didn't even care. We just wanted to grind down the rails. Yeah. So, um, just the desire for balance. It's a ride, you know. When you balance something, it becomes a ride. I think that's why I've always enjoyed like big kink rails because they're just like this ride that you want to get through. You know, especially crazy ones that just kink and turn and and all this stuff. It's funny, me and one time me and because uh, Chris Happy is also like a big rail balance yeah. master, yeah. and we used to joke about wanting to go on a a beast tour like go across America and find all the craziest kink trails and do them all. And, uh, yeah, there's something about just, just kind of like doing a big kink trail that maybe no one's ever done or like, yeah. And I haven't done a kink trail in a long time because, you know, it's not something that everyone can engage in. So it's usually not a skates session, are a lot faster session spot and skates are a lot yeah. faster. I remember Brian Bell with his, yeah, Brian Bell was a huge Orange. influence. Yeah. Huge influence. Yeah, he was, like he was the first one doing big kinkers. He was, and transferring them yeah. as well. Yep. He took it to the next level, because Dave Colash was like really a big kinker guy, too, and transferring, but it seems like Brian Bell took that and took it way like further, like huge kink rails. But yeah, there's long rails and kink rails, and I remember like going to Puerto Rico one time, and I told them, take me to the, the biggest kink rail that no one's ever done here. And I did it in uh, two feet. I did it, and it took me forever, and it was raining, and just <laughs> oh, I think I, yeah, yeah. completing something. Um, was it know, like a rail, really and then after feeling. you land, you yeah, went around Yeah, to board. another kink rail. Yeah. 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 yeah I, you know, I wish people loved to session kink rails, because I can still just do them at any it doesn't matter. I can just go do them and they're fun to me. That's amazing. I man. used to love king crails. Israel was the same thing. Like, there's so many king crails. We used to go to this town, Haifa. It was like on a big mountain. Yeah. And the town is just full of king crails. Like, I don't know, like eight downs or nine downs. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, and some are mellow and some are steep. Like, every time we would go, like, we would just skate different king crails. Yeah. But then over time, like if you don't do it enough yeah well you don't get a you definitely don't get a quick like fix off of it Mm -hmm. you know like in some skating it's like you do something quick and you get that high off of it but kink rail or a long really long rail you have to like put work in on it goes back to the theory of how we used to like watch a video and like master one trick yeah like it wasn't about switch ups down the rails just a yeah, top so you know yeah. like you have a safety trick and then you, you can just... only do that one trick and yeah. when you do anything over and over and again you get good at it yeah we're gonna end this with a song alright okay. a rice cake song rice cakes Almond butter and rice cakes. Rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm miles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a singer. Oh. But I can eat rice cakes. So delicious. <laughs> 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 so Delicious. Rice cake.
he's eating some rice cake. And it's organic. He's eating some organic. <laughs> he's eating some organic. Curse. 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 Curse.